Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Hey, we're back. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We're back, ready to get after it. We, um... Once again, as per usual, have been uh, messing around. Yeah, we got some new equipment. It was going to be the future (laughs) of the podcast, and an hour and a half later. And we'll get it. We'll figure it out. Uh, But that's going to be, we got our new equipment so we can now record up to four microphones. Yes. I think actually eight microphones. I think it is. I think it is eight. I don't think we're going to have eight guests, but we can have up to um, four microphones. So next time we have a guest or in-house guest, at least, or have the dude back, we can have a little bit better audio for y'all. Right. And like I was telling Chris when we started, or before we started, every single podcast that we've done so far, we've tested new things. Yes. New things have been tested every (laughs) single time. And most of the time, uh, it takes us a really long time to figure it out. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a long time, but uh, we're good. We uh, we actually didn't get it figured out, so we're back. We didn't. We, we're using setup. we're using the old setup, but it works much better than the old old setup. Yes. that we had before. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, the the audio last time was our new microphone, our new setup. Mm-hmm. Big change, and I thought it sounded way better. Let me know what I you mean, guys think. My sultry, silky voice sounds amazing. I think. I don't know about you, but I mean. I can't. I can't argue with that. I've had. Um, I had somebody tell me that. They said yeah, Jerry's. That's why I said that. <laughs> Jerry's voice lulls me. It's it's, it's because like a I'm warm blanket. It's because I'm boring. That's why. <laughs> uh, so I planned on starting off this week uh, with with some news. Yeah, we're gonna keep to. I think we had some good response to our like format. Yeah. Um, show last time, so we're gonna do that. Um, we're gonna keep doing with that, and we're gonna keep refining that too. For everybody. So this week's news you can use starts out with a big. Is that like a like like the title for the section? Sure. Now? News you can use. I don't know what you're going to use it for. I have no idea what you really can't use it for anything other than. There's no way that hasn't been used before. I'm positive it has. But if somebody else has used that, uh, we weren't aware. No. It's complete. We uh, don't attack us with lawsuits. No. Okay. News. <laughs> I don't you think can we're use. big enough yet to be sued, but you never know. You never America's know. weird. So the biggest news that I think came out of this week, which just happened like two days ago, is the Spider-Man trailer. Oh yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's huge. So first off, looks like it's still going to be like the same as it was before, like fun. High schooly. I think the Tom Holland is a national treasure, even though he's yeah he's from definitely England. British. Yeah, but I think he does the best, like Queen's accent, being a British kid. Yeah, I mean, I um, I was really, really not sure 
what direction they were going to go with that um, show because it's, let's see, it's going to be post uh, Avengers and mm-hmm. is it Endgame? End, yes. End War, something like Endgame. that. Endgame. Endgame. Post. Mm-hmm. Okay, so post Avengers. So one thing we know for sure is Spider Man makes it through unscathed. Right. We, we so know that. I'm guessing there's going to be a little bit of a reset. Which we kind of knew. Of course. I mean, Anyways, right? I mean, but I saw some arguments um, on Reddit, of all things, who would have thought, again, Jerry's on Reddit, uh, about when the movie was set. There, Some people were saying that it was set before, like, uh, before Infinity War happened, and then other people were like, no, it's obviously after. It is after. Oh, it's, I mean, I, it's it looks, proven. Yeah. Yeah. It's proven that it is after Endgame. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I'd like... Because it doesn't come out until, like, July. Right. So why would you ever try to put a movie that comes out, literally comes out after Endgame, to be before Endgame? Right. Like, it doesn't... You're shooting yourself in the foot with that. It also, that if you sense. notice, like, the world in that trailer looks fairly unscathed. It does. Which makes me think there's kind of a reset situation. Yeah, I think... I don't know who would do it. I guess Doctor Strange. Captain um, Marvel's going to be the overall hero yeah, here. I think so. But, so, I mean, it looks like... I wasn't sure what take they were going to take on this um, movie because I didn't know the tone-wise. It looks like they're sticking with the tone of the first well, movie. So, like, the first half, to me, just from the trailer, looks like it's going to be the fun, high schooly thing. Second half... Looks a bit darker to me. Um, I don't know if I got that sense. Really? I mean, you didn't see... I mean, it literally turned a little bit darker. It still looked... To me, it it felt like a fun... It's Spider-Man. It's still going to be fun. But it still looked a little... I don't know. A lot of damage being done by something coming out of a building. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was. So, at first, I thought, is that Sandman? Is he the villain here? Well, Well, there's like four villains. So... I don't. I'm not really sure where they're going, but at the end, obviously, it reveals the big reveal is Mysterio, Mysterio. as the yes. main villain, or in this case, um, good guy. Well, they're playing it off like in the trailer, he's kind of a good guy at the time, which but is what's not he gonna um, do? unheard of for that character. Do, do you know a lot about that character? I don't know a ton about him. Um, I don't either, but um, in, in the comics, at least, I think there's been several origins, but he was like a special effects stunt uh, coordinator type guy in Hollywood. Okay. And he becomes, you know, with his knowledge of that, he becomes Mysterio. And he's got like a lot of, um, you know, they do some different takes on it. He mm-hmm. can control people's minds. He can kind of warp, bend reality. But in the original, these were like special effects that he was building. Really? Um, but I don't know how much they've def- departed from I that know the, over the years. Um, Kevin Smith used him in his Daredevil run yeah, um, with Joe Quesada. And like the cover of his Daredevil, one of his Daredevil books is is Daredevil inside of Mysterio's helmet. Right. Like so crystal there, ball. There's helmet. a lot of, um, with Mysterio, there was a lot of, I think, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think originally that character was creating... Uh, villains and bad situations for him to appear to be the hero and then oh. doing a lot of framing Spider-Man. So I'm guessing he's creating these problems yes. to appear the hero and then going to frame Spider-Man in some yeah, that way. Makes but sense. I, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know how they're going to... Obviously, they, they, there's plenty of 
times when they don't stick with the original comics and and you know Mysterio is not a well-known character so they can really do whatever they want with him. But I thought he he looked cool especially later on when he had the helmet and everything. Yeah, when it, it was the awesome. first Jake Gyllenhaal reveal, Jake, I kind of thought I was just like, going to say Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't know I wanted Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie that involves Spider-Man, but apparently I do. Yeah. So it looked good. It looked uh funny. They're sticking with the humor. They're sticking with the youth Thing. I'm not sure that I was a huge fan of uh, Mary Jane, so in that or MJ oh, in that whole thing, but yeah, I mean, in the trailer, you don't think you were, or in the no, first one? I mean, in the first one, the first one, she was kind of annoying, yeah, just because she was just, um, I don't, she was just mean to him all the time. Right. This one, I think she's going to have a much bigger role I, and I be, believe, yeah, it seems that way, um, like a companion of his. So there's also a black suit in this. Yes. So I. Did a little, did a little digging. Okay, see what this black suit was. Looked like Agent Venom, to be honest. Stealth suit. Oh, but that is Tom Holland in that yes. suit. Yes. Okay. So it's Tom Holland on a stealth, in a stealth suit. Interesting. How I mean, how that's going to help him in this? I don't know. But he's got two different suits in this one because he's got like the, like what's that called? Like the flying suit, like yeah, a glider suit, and the stealth suit. So, I mean, I'm glad they're going with that same tone and the humor aspect of the first one because I think it's something that sets it apart. What I don't know yet, and we don't know, is if they'll be able to nail the heart and the, the drama because, you know, the one of the great things about the first Spider-Man, Homecoming at least, mm-hmm. was they had that tone and that fun, playful movie. Yeah. But then the car ride... With Michael Keaton, holy smoke, was dude. so intense. It was, and, and then and it had nothing to do with Spider Man. They're just like he wasn't in a suit. There was no fighting, right? It, it was like at first, it's like a dad and a boyfriend, but the undertone of that was like, it's on, oh, yeah, man. It was, and then there was some good drama, and after that, and it was a, it was a pretty, it was a, it was a, it really managed to span all that, and then also on a, on top of that. Um, Michael Keaton had a great role and a great, you know, story in general. First of all, I freaking love Michael Keaton, and I thought he was going to be in this movie. So maybe, I thought he was. Maybe too. he has a cameo. I had or heard he was in this movie. I don't know. Well, I mean, we could look up, I guess, the credits for it. I'm sure they already have. I mean, they'll have who's in the movie, but I mean, I'm, I'm hoping now that they got Jake Gyllenhaal, they're able to give that that character. And there's another water. There's like a water guy in there. So I was watching. Kevin Smith did a. Uh, like a, not, I don't know if it was a review really. Um, he just videotaped himself watching the trailer, and watching him watch this stuff is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he gets so excited and like childlike watching this stuff. It's it's really fun. If none of you guys have ever watched him watch a video, I know it sounds weird, but in today's day and age, it shouldn't be that weird because we watch people people do watch things people all the time, play video games and stuff. Yeah. He, him watching this Spider-Man, he's so excited about Mysterio because apparently he just is in love with Mysterio. That's why he put him in the Daredevil run. He'd never been in Daredevil before. He just used another Marvel villain in Daredevil's run because he liked him so much. But watching him like wait for Mysterio to show up is is the best. But he was commenting on a lot of the villains that you saw. Like, I think he did say Sandman, and then he called it a the, the, when he gets punched or? when he gets punched by the water because there's a water oh, well, Hydro Man. Yes, yeah, okay. Hydro Man. Well, there you go. I, I I think that that's that character because 
there was some references I, I saw online where they say something like ASP212, and that refers to Amazing Spider-Man 212, the comic, and that's the first appearance of Hydro-Man, apparently. So it's oh. like an Easter egg. I don't know the details of that, but apparently in the comics, and I don't, uh, you know, maybe I should know this history, but I don't. There's like the Elementals. Right, I've heard of the Elementals. So, um, but there's Hydro-Man, and then there's Sandman, and then... Um, there's a fire one. So I don't know. I'm sure that's how it's either that Rock or it's Man. just, these are just created by Mysterio. As I think that's a good, too. I think that's a good, that's guess. my guess here. I think that's a pretty good guess because that sounds like, that sounds like what he's doing. Cause he's definitely not going to be a hero. Let's get that straight. I mean, Mysterio is not going to help Spider-Man in any way, shape or form. Not well, maybe at first, but uh, right at first, but he is the underlying Bad guy. Here. Right. Um, so. So that looks amazing. Yes. That looks amazing. Um, I, do you have any other, do you have some news at all? Uh, I have one thing that's going to take us a while. Well, we watched the Punisher trailer. We did. So that came out. I think we mentioned it last week, but I hadn't seen it. You hadn't seen it yet. Um, it comes out, the, the series comes out Friday. So January oh, 18th. It yep. Wow. It's, it drops Friday. So the first Punisher we kind of talked about on the last one, but this um, trailer again, looks like. People like the first season. This looks like the more of the same. Um, a lot of killing, a lot of violence, a lot of... I mean, it's the Punisher, you know? A lot when of... You, when you think of the Punisher, this is what you think of, I guess. A lot of, like, uh, Alice in Chains and alt-rock yeah. <laughs> music <laughs> from the 90s. Yeah. And then every percussion beat is a bullet going out of a gun. But I think... I mean, if you do like fight fight scenes, I think they're going to have some pretty amazing ones. Just like in Daredevil, when they have the whole hallway cool. stuff. I think he makes an excellent Punisher, and I like that character. Um, I liked that first show, although it doesn't feel comic booky. So that's it's a good, it's a comic book show that I think your average person would watch it, like it, and not realize it's a comic book show mm-hmm. or a movie. Or right, you don't even really, other than some vague references to. You know, you could easily watch that show and not realize that that's a comic book. Sure. I don't even know if they refer to him as the Punisher, do they? Um, I'm sure they do. I don't I don't know. But in any case, it looks cool. I'll definitely watch it. Um, you know, the, the trailer looks fantastic. So, it, you know, it's something to look forward to. But, yeah, you know, there's so much to look forward to this year. <laughs> that it's like, kind of, I feel like the Punisher's getting kind of lost in the fray here. I, I agree, because there is... I. I'm just so worked up over the movies, Marvel movies that are going to be coming out here soon that I, I don't know, the Marvel TV shows have went to the wayside just because I know that they're all being canceled anyway. Right. I mean, we aren't going to get another Punisher season, most likely, and then we probably won't get another Jessica Jones. Well, at least not on Netflix. Right. That's what I mean. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think we're going to see him on. Oh, I have another trailer that dropped the Doom Patrol trailer. It did? Yeah. I didn't I don't see think that. You got to. Um, so I put it on, um, um, on oh, Instagram. That's right. Um, the Doom Patrol and, and a Swamp Thing show. So there's going to be a Swamp Thing show, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom that's Patrol. Exciting. What were the other ones? Um, oh, there's a bunch. Young Justice. Was that one of them? The Young Justice just came out as a comic book again. They just relaunched Young Justice. Okay, I think that was a show that was coming out. Which is a big deal. Stargirl? Uh, it, it, it didn't get very good reviews for the the beginning, but they were saying it's kind of a slow burn where it's going to build up. 
on the other ones. Well, Titans is out now, so there's Doom yep. Patrol. That's coming here in February. Stargirl, um, Young Justice, Swamp Thing coming in May, and then a Harley Quinn show coming in October. So that's a lot to look forward to. The Doom Patrol is a really short teaser, just with some of the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I love Doom Patrol. I think that's going to be super cool that they're making them into a show. It looks very low budget. It does, yeah. And okay. you know, they're that's kind of scary. Going to kind of go with that little bit of a humorous angle to it, which is fine because they're really oddball characters. So it it could be something that's really interesting. It's on the DC Universe app, um, which is their new app, and I think you got to pay five or six bucks a month to get that. So I probably will. I haven't got it yet, but I will once those shows come out because. I'm in the bag for a Swamp Thing show for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I'm in the bag for a Doom Patrol show. So, and Swamp Thing, I, I mean, I'm yes, I'm absolutely in the bag, and I'm really wondering how they're going to do that. It that can't be. You can't have that low budget, right? And I don't know the Harley Quinn show. Are they doing that with Margot Robbie, or are they going to cast a know. whole other Harley, Harley Quinn? Because that could be difficult right now. She's really popular right now. Right? How are they going to pull that? I've not seen Titans yet. I've been kind of waiting for more of this other stuff to come out, but yeah, it I looks kind of good. I haven't heard much bad about it, except no. for the whole. I've heard it's very violent. Is it? Yeah. I just there was a lot of uh, not necessarily pushback, but people kind of making fun of the Robin because of him. Like, um, like the trailer, he's like, you know, f Batman. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's like where's Batman? F Batman. We don't need him. Yeah, I like, like Nightwing come on. though. That's kind of a Nightwing thing. To do. It is kind of a Nightwing thing, Dick but Grayson. he's not Nightwing. He's Robin. Oh, he's he's Robin. Yeah, in Titans, he was always Robin, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I mean there was Robin, so I don't know. I don't know what they're doing that on that I show. I oh, haven't. I haven't watched it. Me either. I thought they were doing Nightwing, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, well, maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, so that looks good. The Did you have something else? No, that's it. So what I was going to cover, it's this is going to be, so this show is going to be like a multiple top whatever okay. show. Ooh, I, like, but, I like tops. Yes. So top this lists. topic, it's still in the news section because it is news. It came out as news. This isn't our top anything. But it is the top-selling graphic novels of 2018. They came out. 2018. So the 2018 list of top-selling graphic novels came out this week. And so let me give you a little, uh, a little, um, what do I call it, a little background. So a graphic novel can be anything from a standalone book to a collected issue. So you can get five to ten issues of a, you know, a trade collected and they consider that a graphic novel. So there's, so on this list, it could be a lot of like single issue books that have been collected into a volume or a trade paperback. And that's considered a graphic novel. So this is where writers and creators can make like double money off of stuff that they've put out because you all, you're selling a single issue. And then after you get you know, 10 issues out, you can collect them into like a, a, like I said, a volume or trade and sell it again, which is good. Yeah. Good for them. But it's also ranked obviously for the best selling ones. I'm going to start with, let's see, 10 and work my way down. 
one is probably not going to surprise you. Okay. I don't think it should surprise anybody, even if you aren't. Are these new graphic novels, or are these like some of them older as well? It's just what was sold okay. in 2018. Okay. can be anything. Gotcha. can span the test of time. Okay. Christopher. I don't know. Uh, do I? Do you want to guess, or do you want me I'll just be to? Able to I don't think you're gonna. You give me a quick clue, maybe. I mean, ten. You're definitely not. Uh, you're definitely not gonna probably guess ten. Okay. What is it? So ten is Dark Knights, Metal and Monstrous, okay. Volume One. We talked about that last right. week. So Scott Snyder, who is um, amazing. Oh gosh. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet him. Yeah. Do we'll it. Get him on the podcast. I am. I'm really going to pick up that book too. That looks really cool. It, it is. I've read a couple issues of it, and it's very interesting. But at, there's only two issues out for uh, the um, what's it? Bat, Batman who smiles. Okay. Or, yeah. Right. The Batman who smiles. Yeah. Something. Yes. Like that. There's only two issues out of that. I haven't read any of that. But Dark Knight Metal, or it's what is it? Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, but this is metal and monstrous, so it's volume one. It's it's a collected of like ten issues. Okay. Um, so that's the best selling, the uh, number ten best selling graphic novel. Number nine, another Batman, White Knight. Okay, I don't know what that is. I haven't read that either, but it came out this last year too. Okay. Uh, I think is that it's a, a Tom, standalone. I think it's Tom King. Okay, is that a, okay? A collection of the. It's just. Just Batman White Knight. It's okay. A, it's a, I don't think it's a collection. I think it's a single issue. You might, yeah, if you want, you can look it up. Uh, number eight is a series that I've talked about a lot. And I love it. I think you can guess this one. Paper Girls? Yes. Okay. Paper, I, I'm surprised to see that up there. Paper Girls, volume one. People, this is why I'm telling you. Oh man, listen is, to can we back up? Yeah, Batman White Knight. Yeah, listen to the um, little pitch on it. Okay, in a world where Batman has gone too far, the Joker must save Gotham City. He is the White Knight, so the Joker is the White Knight. Really, I'm picking that up. Okay, yeah. go on, Paper Girls. That'll be a comicsology pull of mine. Yep. Um, yeah, Paper Girls Volume oh. One. This is why I'm telling you about it. Go Before ahead. we get further into that, I found out some interesting. <laughs> here's some news you can use. Okay, I'd love to use it. Did you know that? Um, and I didn't know this because I've had Comicology, Comicsology app mm-hmm. on my phone all the time. I don't use it very often. I do use a Marvel Unlimited app sometimes. Yeah. Um, apparently, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Comicsology Unlimited, and you have to pay no money extra for it. Because I have it. Really? Yes. I did and not know. Not this. every title is available. Kind of like Kindle Prime um, for books. No, I know that's how Comicsology Unlimited is. It's yeah. not every title is um, available. It's only what they put to the. I've been reading section. like crazy this week. Yeah, books and every one of them you just borrow them. In there. Right. Yeah. That's how Unlimited works. So do you have Amazon Prime? Of course. Then you just need to hook your accounts together. Well, I already log in with Amazon Prime that way. Well, but, then you already have Amazon Comicsology. But Unlimited. I just was in there the other day and I had to sign up for Unlimited. They give you a 30-day free trial. I don't know. Works on mine. I'm going to have to look into that. You'll have to look into that. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to have to look into that. Back to the Paper Girls. That's, that's good. So that's something for knowledge for everyone we, else. Though. We will um, investigate this further mm-hmm. and see if it is only working on mine for some reason. But um, we're going to investigate this further and get yeah. back to you on that. Unless you've got the free trial somehow and no, you didn't know I it. don't. I didn't oh. sign up for the free trial. I was going to, and then it was just already on there. For, yeah. And then I looked it up. And it said, everything I read said Amazon Prime, Comixology Unlimited, same thing. Hmm. Anyway, 
Number eight was Paper Girls Volume One. Pick it, pick it up, get that. I, I love have that it book on my shelf, and I'm going to start. I've read it. it. I have, but I'm going to reread it because it's I don't so remember catchy. It. I mean, it's like it's a catchy book. I don't know how to explain it. I've told you it's like now and then and uh, Stranger Things put yeah. together. It's really great. Number seven, I'm not familiar with this title, and I didn't do my homework and look into it. It's called Lines We Cross. Nope, I never heard of it. Apparently, it's a very good selling book because it's number seven for 2018. It is. Yeah, I don't know. Nope. I have to check it out. Okay. If anybody's read it, tell me about it. I'd like to know. Uh, Number six, you can probably guess. Kind of thinking it might be Walking Dead. Correct. It is Walking Dead. It is. No, Lines We Cross is Walking Dead. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's so it's uh, volume volume 29, Lines We Cross, Walking Dead. So that's what that is. Oh. So that doesn't surprise me. That is a very well-selling comic, The Walking Dead. Well, I screwed up this, this... writing this down then okay. because I put lines we cross as number seven and then number six was the walking dead volume 29. Yep. Same thing. Okay. Hmm. Well, we don't have a number seven then. Okay. Skip it. Not important. Well, it was number six. Like okay. number that was the number six best selling book. Who cares about number seven? Number five. This is, I, it surprises me that this guy can keep coming back over and over again. Now, I guess some people might be surprised that Batman comes back, but Batman's a character that everybody has all of a sudden fallen in love with ever since, you know, Batman Begins came out. Because there was some really big movies that came out for Batman, so I can see why they're, um, that he's big. This one is Action Comics number 80, Years of Superman. Okay. Isn't that kind of surprising that people are still... No, I think, I think that's a, I think Superman's always sells good. I think it sells good, but I didn't know it sold that well. I mean, that's number five. That means it's got to be that that single graphic novel has to have crap load of sales. Sales. Huh. Eighty years of Superman. Superman. Hmm. Maybe it's a. Uh, you know why? Because it's a hardcover deluxe edition. Maybe like a collector's thing, probably. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. That's cool. I think it's because it's like an anniversary thing, probably, is why it's it's up there. Yeah. So here's this is this is the big deal here. Numbers two, three, and four are all the same comic book, but different volumes. No kidding. And it's I think you can guess it. I think you can. Is it Why the Last Man? No. Okay. No, not Why the Last Man. Saga. Saga. Not surprised at all. Exactly. Well, I knew. I don't know why I said Why the Last Man because that's been that has been over for a while. Saga is still still going going strong and very, very, very popular. So apparently, it's very popular because number two is Saga Volume Nine, which I think is the newest one. Yep. Number three is Saga Volume One. New readers. And number four is Saga Volume Eight. Okay. Well, that all makes sense. So. This book, man, is selling. Brian K. Vaughn is pulling he's, some cash. He's, he's, printing, he's printing it. <laughs> Holy cow. That, this who, guy. Who, who publishes Saga? Is it Image. Image? Image. So it's all creator owned. Yeah. So Image does Paper Girls and Saga. Yeah. And yeah, uh, a lot of books they do, but um, they're 
they're never going to get rid of Saga. I can no. tell you that much. That thing will be printed for a long, long time. But again, there's a couple readers or there's a couple listeners out there that I know are reading Saga, and there's one guy that I work with that's reading Why the Last Man right now. He just got into the third book, third volume. Uh, and I'm super excited for you guys because this is like life-changing events that is amazing. So Saga, again, if you haven't already, start reading it because it's changing the world. Definitely. Uh, number one. Okay, the, we're, we're already to the number one. Take just a wild stab at what could be the number one graphic novel for 2018. But think about what what big came out this year. What big came out this year? Well, Infinity War. Oh, did it? Is that number one? It is Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Is number one. It was released 25 years ago. Yeah. And it's the number one graphic novel because that it takes up the whole run, the whole series that was printed. But people, which was, I'm sorry, which was like uh, five, four or five issues, right? Is all? I think it was only yeah, five, four or five. But it's they put it all obviously into a graphic novel, and so 25 years ago this thing came out, and it's back to number one because of the movie. So people were preparing. Well, there's two things. They were preparing. Before the movie came out, and then after the movie came out, people were like, no, this can't be the end of everything. Right. And wanted to see what happened. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that, I mean, huge movie, so. Right. That's why, so I, the headline, the headline that it caught my eye when I was looking through the news was that Infinity Gauntlet is number one selling 2018 graphic novel. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Immediately. I, I was kind of like glancing over it. I was like, well, yeah, well, no kidding. Why wouldn't it be? And that Huge was on movie. a dude's top ten list mm-hmm. for new readers. It was. It's a good book. Which makes sense. I mean, it should be. It's short. Like we said, it's only four or five issues. Uh, but it is a phenomenal book. If you have seen the movie, then you know the premise of it. It's not exact to what the comic books are. It's different. Um, now, there's like another trade paperback that's Infinity War mm-hmm. that's related or after that, maybe. So there's yeah. some other things going on. But I think that book, if, probably if you pick up Infinity Gauntlet, I'm guessing it's collected five or so issues. And yep. it, it, it probably wraps up the whole storyline. Yep, it handles that. like the whole half of the universe dying. Uh, and then obviously coming back. I don't know if the in the books, it's just called Infinity Gauntlet. There's no... They added the end game part in the in the movies. I don't think that's unless that was the last issue, maybe uh, of the run. Maybe they called that end game. I don't um, know. The Infinity War is a four hundred trade page trade paperback. So I mean, the four hundred pages. The Infinity. Oh yeah, yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, right. But Infinity Gauntlet is in that. Might be. It is in that. I know it is. Oh, it is. Okay. It's a section of Infinity War. Gotcha. But the Infinity Gauntlet was the whole Thanos issue or issues, and it dealt with obviously the Gauntlet and him trying to impress Death, the character. Um, and the only way he thought he could impress Death was like killing half the universe, and that's where the movie has it a little bit different. But whatever. Yeah, twenty five years ago, it co- uh, six issues collected in that trade so so there you go that's uh and a lot more cool stuff that isn't in the movies because there's no there's no adam warlock in the movies there's no silver surfer in the movies guys this is just like reading a book so 
I mean, legitimately reading like a novel. So if you read a novel and it has been turned into a movie, it's the same thing with comic books. It's not word for word. It is different. Um, you got to take it with a grain of salt is what it is. But most of the time they get it pretty, pretty good. There's a, yeah, there's infinity war. There's infinity crusade. There's infinity watch. Um, but infinity gauntlet's the best. So yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, not surprising. The top five there. No, some walking dead, some saga, and then the biggest movie of the year. Yeah. And I think it has been easily something, uh, I was listening to somebody talk the other day. They were just talking about 2018 and, you know, Infinity War was so huge, and like it was, I think Massive. people are still seeing and talking about that movie for sure. sure. Well, and I think what kind of brought it back is that now that the Endgame trailer, yeah, came out, everybody goes back to it. I mean, I don't know how much money that movie's made. Probably over two billion dollars, I would assume. Probably. Um, think somebody brought up the fa- this interesting fact: Black Panther just came out less than a year ago. Yeah, it hasn't was, been out a that year. That was just in February. That movie's made over $2 billion, by the way. Oh, my gosh. That movie, I, but it feels like that movie came out three years ago. Well, you know what I mean? Because but, so much has happened. I mean, if we're talking about that, Aquaman's at like a billion. And Aquaman it came out just a crossed month ago. a billion from a month ago, and that's Aquaman. That came out at December 21st. You know. <laughs> just, the very fact that how did that I, I have to go back and watch black panther i just i was just amazed because i felt like that movie came out so long ago it does feel like a long time ago just because of the way the industry is now we they're just pumping out so much content and it even if it isn't a full movie we sit here and talk about trailers right people are talking about trailers so much that it feels like the whole movie came out right and then they put out two three four different teaser trailers and then they combine it all into one big trailer and it's like you have seen three quarters of the movie it right. feels like before you even walk into the movie. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't, I'm not going to watch any. I, Mark Bernardin said this before. Like I, I'm never going to watch uh, any of the trailers because I want to go in surprised. I want to go in with the old, like the old way it was where you didn't know anything about the movie. You knew the name and that was it. I like, that, I like idea. that idea. I also like the idea too of, so I watched that Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. So now all I'm going to think about is I can't wait to watch Spider-Man yeah. for the next six months. Yeah. You know, if I wouldn't watch that trailer, I wouldn't even have thought of that movie. I, I literally forgot that it was coming out. Right. I did. I, we just talked about it last week, and I forgot about it after last week. And then all of a sudden, the trailer came out, and I was like, holy shit, there's a Spider-Man, <laughs> right. there's a Spider-Man movie coming out. And then I watched the trailer, and that's all I've been thinking After about. After I for see two that days. trailer, I almost want—I can't wait for. I, I think I'm more excited about that than I am about Endgame. I, I tell you what, I'm really excited about Captain Marvel. I keep saying it. That too, I, you know. That movie, I just want to see how they set that up. How they set it up to where she's coming in here and she's gonna just kick butt. They sold. They've sold uh, over a half million in Infinity Gauntlet trades. This year. Can you believe that? 500,000 trades. 500,000. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but most comics, even the biggest comics, struggle to break 100,000 copies. Oh, yeah. You know. It is surprisingly small. It's a very small market and getting smaller by the day. Which, again, is wild to me. That's something that I would never have thought would happen. I thought 
I, I'm pretty sure they've seen a bounce back in in sales. I don't know if they since the movies come out. I don't but know it, if they consider digital. It's not over the whole market though. Right. I'm saying they've probably seen a bounce back in sales of specific titles that correspond with movies, like the Infinity Gauntlet series. That bounced back only because of that movie. Right. Iron Man probably bounced back when all the Iron Man movies are coming out. Guardians of the Galaxy probably sold more copies than it ever has in the entire <laughs> lifetime <laughs> of that comic book when those movies came out. Right. And that, so, you and know, we'll continue there's a little sell, bit of bounce back there, but it's go not Go to a comic book store market. and see how many titles there are. You know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of them aren't selling five, ten thousand 10,000 copies, you know what I mean? No. Impossible. We're going to. I mean, oh, yeah. we're going to probably yeah. sell 50,000, 60,000. Well, yeah, for sure. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll that be a lot of money to self-publish right. that many copies. <laughs> we better sell it for like 12 bucks an issue. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, um, I was reading something or listening to something they were talking about um, self-publishing Yeah, and doing a Kickstarter and stuff like that. And they had mentioned, just do a trade, like wait till you have the four issues to do the trade because they well, it's see, a better way to do it. But I've seen, I've just heard the complete opposite of that. And it was by Robert Kirkman. And he said, why would you ever put time into even writing the second issue of a book when you can't, when you haven't or aren't selling the first issue? That's a good point. You know, and I could see both sides of it. I, I can think see as where a you consumer myself and somebody that buys independent comics and self-published comics, I'm much more likely to buy a trade paperback and spend agreed fifteen to twenty or twenty dollars on that than I am to go pick up somebody's single issue for five dollars. I also think it's more enticing to sell. Let's say you you tell people I've got issues one and two, three and four are coming out soon. I think it entices them more to buy more than one copy of something. Than it would to just have, well, we got issue one. Don't know if two is coming out or when it is. You right. know what I mean? How do you, it's hard to sell something when you don't have anything coming out after that or a guarantee of another book, right? Or a follow up to the story you're trying to sell, especially if it's not a, a one shot issue, right? Which most aren't anymore. But well, we're gonna do one issue for now, right? But that's only because it, it's expensive. Super expensive. So if we ever start a Kickstarter, you guys are going to know about it. <laughs> yeah, you like, are. I'm sorry. It's going to probably, like, really strain some friendships because <laughs> I'm going to hound people. Yeah. I apologize. It, it, we haven't exactly figured it out, but I'd say we're going to need three grand or so to, to put out an issue. Yeah. I think that's a low ball in it. Yeah, maybe. You think? I think we can do it for 2500 to be honest. You've done a lot more research on that than I have. Well, I'm just... That's for probably paying the artists and all that stuff. Right. I, I'm not concluding publishing costs, so... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would say... I don't know. Honestly, I had it all written out at one time, and I can't remember. Yeah. You just did it when, like, yeah, when I, we went to... I just to, had this all figured yeah, out. When we went to uh, Wizard World. I think it was 2500 probably to produce the comic and then maybe um it'd be another 2500 or so to print it so yeah maybe five grand we could do that yeah we could make it happen easy so you got any more news i don't not currently i have a bunch of uh what what we're watching but we're not doing that yet we're gonna do that last yeah 
if that's all right with you. That's fine with me. Okay. So main topic of uh, the show here. Should we, before we get on that, should we do some comic book updates? Oh, I on could. Our, on our yeah. comic book? Yeah. Um, I am, uh, I've, uh, we haven't, well, you've written some, right? The chains are broken. I'm a free man, Chris. <laughs> I feel like I've came out of, I don't know, a cocoon. And it opened up last night, and I started writing things. I wrote a page. That's all I wrote. Hey, Just a page. It's a start. But it is a start, and I've got, I've got an idea of where it's going. I started on, um, it's page six, I believe. It's after the splash, splash page when he's walking into the town, goes to the bar. Um, it's got a little bit of internal monologue there. Goes in the bar, sits down. And thinks he's like, I finally made it somewhere that nobody gives a crap of who I am, what I'm doing. I'm done. That's it. That's that's what I've written. I'm Something intrigued. like that. But I wanted to, well, what we needed to talk about is in the splash page or um, in the pages where uh, Adachi's got the gun to his face. Can you see the sign to the town in any um, of those pages? Because originally, this is something small. I was going to write in there, like, same sign that you see in the page before. But if not, then I'll just... I didn't have a plan for that, no. Okay. Because I've got, like, a wide shot But make sure you throw in the little, um, that it's however many days before or whatever. Yeah. Well, you had it written at the top where it says, like, two weeks prior. I figured we could just hack that out. That's not rough outline or not rough rough draft stuff. We We can polish that up later. Right. That's what I figured. We do polish up the paragraph that you have written up at the top and just use it as, like, a... It's like a page description. Right. And then you have individual panel descriptions as well and you're... Mon- or your dialogue and stuff in between. I'm glad you're back on the writing train. Yeah, I got super I, excited I feel about like it. I was been... actually, I finished it this morning. I started last night and I finished the page this morning. I woke up and I was like, I got I to gotta finish that. So I did. We need to, I, I feel like I've been a little bit buried in work lately, so I haven't had a lot of time to do writing. Um, yeah, Chris completely ghosted me this week. Yeah, I did. He was, he disappeared. I thought he was dead. I checked in with his wife to make sure he was alive. If you uh, if you're having rental properties, feel bad for me, son, because I got 99 problems, yeah. and they're all about rental properties. Okay, so that that's sucks. what I've been doing. But no, I'm uh, I'm gonna get back on this writing train hard. I was listening to a podcast that you recommended me, and I think we can talk about it later in the what we're what, oh, yeah. what we're listening to section. But um, they were talking about writing comics, and um, you know he was. The guy that's in this was talking about um, writing, uh, uh, you know, six pages a day. Yes. And that was for a professional. Uh-huh. He said. You. And we had talked, and I had been doing, like, writing a couple pages a day. I think it's very doable. Um, that made me feel like a human trash compactor or whatever. It does. A pile of trash. Because he Because al- this is ridiculous how well, long he, this is taking us. He also said in the exact same podcast, he's like, I've got a... He said, in my 9 to 5, he's like, well, actually 9 to 7. He's like, it's 9 to 7. He's like, and then after that, I do right. the writing for my own books and 
uh, do the pot two podcasts. podcasts and stuff like that. But he also records like five podcasts at a time and then puts it out. Does he have kids? No, he's not even married. Okay, that's. I think he is. I don't know. Isn't well, his co-host his wife? We should look into that. Okay. Anyway, beside <laughs> the point, um, it's a lot harder probably when you have kids, but it's no excuse. Um, no, the fact that it's taken this long to write. It doesn't just, matter. Hey, it's already outlined. We just need to. We need to like. We, we need got, to set deadlines, Jerry. We've got nobody telling us what to do, Chris, we besides ourselves. August Wizard World date looming large. That's right, we do. But that's August. Oh, gosh, Jerry. It's got to get <laughs> written and published. I know, but I'm going to keep drawn. saying it's just August. We like, need to finish writing. Uh, we need deadlines. Time. I, don't, I think that we can only work effectively under deadlines. That's what we did the last time. So we should come up with some deadlines. Okay. We should figure this out. Right now, okay. I, you know what got me kind of sparked into writing more? Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend, it's a mutual friend of ours, had said we were over at their house the other night, and she said to me, "She's like, you know, what I've gathered from this podcast is that Chris does all the writing and you don't do any of it." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> who, I was who, like, who, "Who is this mutual friend?" I, I'll tell you. Okay, they'll figure it out by listening, but. Um, yeah, it it really cut to the core of me. And I was like, you know, I have written before, turns <laughs> out. I used to write a lot, but just haven't done much lately. Yeah. And you're exactly right. So I got a little hurt over that and decided that I needed to quit whining. What day is it, Wednesday? Yeah. We both need to turn in two pages by Saturday a.m. to each other deal you know what's also cool actually that i you know i know you know about this but i just it kind of like sparked in my brain the other day because we've been writing in google docs you can put notes off to the side yeah and duh like why didn't i do that before because when i texted you about uh the name of the town then i put a just a note off to the side because i didn't name it last night i just i still left it because i didn't want to rush into like just throwing throwing a different name or using the same name or whatever. So I just put a name off to this or a note off to the side and was like, need to name the town. Right. Yeah. Perfect. And it highlights the section for you. You can click on it and see what it is. And you can um there's a button on there that says uh like uh that you finished it. There that you've you oh, know like a task. Yeah, you finished that task or f- finished that note or whatever, like fixed it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like I like that. Okay, so we're each going to have two brand new fresh pages by uh two pages, doesn't matter which page numbers. I've no. I've already got 7, so that means I got to get 8 and 9 done. Yeah, whatever. Whatever page prefer, you want to do. I mean, I'd prefer to do that. Whatever page you want to do. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm well, I don't want to write the same page excited. as you, so we probably need to figure that out. But we'll figure that out later. Via but text like message. I've already told you. No, I've done I did page 6. So Yeah. It'll six. be 6 7 8. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because I'm already going in a, you know, in I got to follow the, that continuity. Okay. There. So the next thing that you could do, really, since you've already done the beginning, unless you want to rework those beginnings, I would say let's wait on that. Um, yeah, we we should probably finish pages before we go back. And, right. Because there is stuff about mine that you're going to want to change, and then there's, you know, polishing that we're, we're going yeah, to do. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of that. You know. So you could probably skip ahead and do uh, either the mine scene or the 
go back to the fight scene. I would probably suggest you going back to the fight scene because you were just working on the fight scene to begin with. I don't want to. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I will. That's though. fine, too. I will do... A writer needs to be able I, to write everything. No, I know. I just thought that that would be like fresh in your brain. Like you could, you could go back to it and finish out where you were going with it. But if not, that's fine. I'll have to look back and see what scenes there are left. I kind of wanted to write some of that um, when they're in bed. The yeah, but I don't know where that is. I would much rather, and that's the part I'd much rather you write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I never. Where I is that exactly? It's close. It's close to where I'm at, actually. Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe we jump over each other. Where I write page well, six and seven, and then you take over at eight and nine, somewhere in there. I mean, we could easily pull this up and and do that, but it's we'll um, figure it out later. Yeah, we'll get it. Um. So that that's the comic book. Um, comic book news. Um, a little bit of rededication after listening to that podcast. I I felt really low about myself yeah but there's no writer i mean i don't have writer's block anymore no i don't either i just want it's it's not that at all it's honestly just doing it see and it was for me it was literally writer's block i had it open so many times and i was like i don't know where this where the direction this is going i didn't feel like i had an idea of what the character wanted to do and then i just started reading it last night and i was like i just knew it i don't know i don't know what happened it was like Perfect. Yeah, it well, just worked. It just worked out, and I'm like, I'm on it now. Don't let anything slow you down. So, if you're in a rhythm to writing pages, and I accidentally write over you on a page, so what? Yeah, who cares? Like I don't if, care. if we're writing at the same time, and we both accidentally write yeah, page eight, that'd be oh, well, hilarious. We'll meld them back to you know. We'll yeah. meld them together. Whatever. But, and then another big thing is like I, the podcast I was listening to this morning that I sent to you. He's like talking about like. You don't have an excuse. You know, you, everybody, if, if you could do anything you want to do, most people are going to choose some, something like, I want to like sit down and watch a movie, or I want to go on vacation here, or I want to do this, this, and this. Like, you don't say, I want to sit down and write something, because right. that's somewhat work. Even if you enjoy it, like, we do enjoy it. It's definitely work. It's work. Yeah. It is work. You have to. And it's- particularly hard work yeah and it takes a huge amount of mental energy you would never i never thought this i never thought that it would take energy i never thought that it would take um like uh, i don't know initiative to even start doing something like this i thought i want to do this because i can create a lot of random crap in my head just it doesn't work that way no and it doesn't you you've got to ignore the tv you've got to ignore the internet which is terribly hard to do when you're on a computer with well it's it's not even that it's like um we're also doing a podcast where like my favorite part is reviewing stuff and like yeah. wanting to see stuff and yes. like so i'm like also kind of in the back of my head though these last couple we're, of weeks we're making it so much harder yeah. for ourselves the, which is fine honestly i, love it. I don't in the last two weeks or something i've been like going out of my way to see things mm-hmm. to talk about them yeah that i probably wouldn't watch have watched as much tv as i have in the last couple of weeks if we weren't doing that here's another thing though I, I i have had a couple people say like how do you guys have time to see all this stuff or read all this stuff listen i ain't doing this well this hasn't happened overnight like right. this wasn't us just like starting to watch things on a weekend and not doing 
anything else in our lives. Right. This happens after our families go to bed, and it's been happening for years, decades, and really. Right. I mean, when it comes to comic books and stuff, it's it's been a long time of us looking into this stuff. So it's not it's not like we're just ignoring our lives and watching movies all day. Right. Well, I mean, for Which, me, I know I, I do watch a lot of stuff at night. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I think another kind of an important thing that people don't realize is, you know, you can say that, but I don't stare, I don't sit there and scroll through my Facebook feed all day long. You know, right. I don't, I don't exactly. sit there for three hours yeah. doing that at night. You know, so I think people are unaware how much time they're spending on social media that I don't spend. Yeah. For the most part. I do a little bit here and there, which is generally just on Snarf Comics promoting what we're doing. Yeah. And that's a very infrequently, a lot less frequently than we should be doing it probably although yeah. i think we're we i don't want to overwhelm i don't either i don't want people to look at uh, i don't even our social I, since media i started that like, those social media accounts i have not looked at my accounts once in any platform really like my personal accounts no so i don't i don't I really waste that. any time or very 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 little time on that kind of stuff so and that's but, good but back you know earlier in december when i was doing a lot of writing i wasn't watching anything because at night I was doing that. Right. and um, Which is where we need to get it. We need I, to get back to that. And I know um, that's, again, Kevin Smith does that. Like, once Kevin Smith gets into, like, writer mode, he doesn't write anything. He doesn't take in any other source of media, like nothing. Right. He just writes. And I think I've heard we, him talk about that before. Probably it's, wouldn't be the worst thing to also spend, like, a day on the weekend um, doing stuff for the podcast or sure. the comic and like trying to get a, a pass for a day mm-hmm. to figure some of that stuff out, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with it. So there are things happening. That's the update. There is. Jerry and I'm really began. excited about it because I, I was so stumped for a while yeah. and now I, I don't feel that way anymore. I got really excited about it. So guys, I'm, I'm I think, glad I can share that with you. I think I would say that we will have a finished script. For Jetpack Samurai, finished rough, no, finished oh, by. Man. You're getting me scared. <laughs> I got to be realistic. I'm not that. Here. I'm not that excited. <laughs> I think we can have it by the end of the month. January? Yes. Just two weeks. Yeah, I know. Huh. I hope so. Because First it'll draft, be, at least. You know, it'll be really good. Because then I'm I'm like gone most of the month of February. Yeah, I know you are. That's true. That's all right. Yeah, we'll try it. I I say let's, you know, put that on the old... Uh, I mean, we only have 10, 14, 15 or 16 more pages, really. Yeah, and if, if we each turn in two by Saturday, that's four pages. So now we're down to right. 10 or 12. So, I mean, two weeks, though. We've got to do that every couple days. Yeah, I can do that. We can do that. That's fine. Um. I'm, let's move on. I'm really I'm ready to move on. Next segment, which is the main segment of this that I wanted to uh, get into, is we are going to name our. This is our personal picks. It's not based off of anything. It's just what we like. It's our top five indie comics. Nothing to do with superheroes. It's it's well, well I shouldn't say that. It has nothing to do with DC or Marvel or 
anything associated with DC or Marvel comics. Okay. I got to I got to right? say no under that. Okay. <laughs> um, I independent. Um, here's how I, I here's how I approached it. Um I just basically approached it. So the way comic books work is there's Marvel and there's DC and those are the big publishers. Under them they have sublabels like DC Vertigo. Yes. And um stuff like that. Now there's other smaller publishers like um Image is a big one. That's a creator-owned um, company. So the creator owns the comic and images, kind of like a production house. Um, you know, there's Dark Horse. There's our other comic book labels. Um, but then there's independent labels. There's self-published stuff. So for my list, I did as long as it wasn't Marvel or DC. Yeah. No, I'm. But good. I do have some Vertigo titles on there. That's fine. Okay. That's I don't consider that. Should we acknowledge yeah. um, where you came up with this idea? Sure. Because <laughs> Jerry told me he, um, earlier today, he's like, I want to do top five indie comics. I'm like, great. So I was checking out. Um, he's like, oh, you got to check out this podcast um, by um, one guy we really like, Jason Inman. He's got a podcast called Geek History Lesson. So I had um, not been really following it lately. So on the way to the podcast studio... I click subscribe on that, and I see his newest episode, which is Top 5 Indie <laughs> Comics. And I came in, I'm like, you know they just did that. Yeah, that's that was the podcast I was listening to on the way to work this morning. Okay. Um, so, I and mean, I, thought, I think that's kind of rip, uh, straight rip absolutely. off. Absolutely. Top 5 lists are that's fine. universal. Exactly. But we should give their credit where credit's due to them. I agree. But they aren't the first one to do it either. No, I know. I, I know. mean, if you just Googled Top 5 Indie Comics, you're going to have, you know, thousands of different links to click on so what differentiates it is that everyone is different and everyone likes something different yeah um my i don't have anything that they've talked about i don't on my list the podcast but i have my top five um and i have a lot of honorable mentions and other things to talk about. well right and i do have some honorable mentions that they did list but they were honorable mentions for themselves too so i compiled this list in a very short amount of time so it is by no means exhaustive i didn't search the internet for lists of these are what the greatest indie comics are oh no 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 Um, these are ones that i've these are ones that i've read that i've liked i'm not saying they're the best in the world i'm not even saying they're my favorites they're what i thought of what jumped to my head yeah these are the top five that i enjoy so Here's the thing. We're not using any of the indie type comics we talked about on the top 10 list when. Oh, yeah, that's a big, big thing. So if you listen back to the Dude Abides episode four, we did our top 10 list of comics for new readers. So we listed a lot of indie comics. We did. We one the one rule we've made here is we cannot reuse any of those. So let's tell people right out of the gate. Better than everything that's going to be on our list would be Saga. Yes. Why the Last Man. Yes. Lazarus. Yes. Invincible. Mm-hmm. Lock and Key. Yep. Walking Dead. Yeah. Paper Girls. Yes. So all of those are off limits to us. Now, I know for me, at least four of those would be in my top five. Yeah, Saga, exactly. Why the Last Man, Saga. Lock and Key, and Lazarus would probably be my top five in the comics list. Correct. So we can't use any of those. And for you, Paper Girls would be in there. So it, it would. Man, that's hard. Because there, there's, like, my one and two, oh man, my one, two, and three on this list are, 
I really, really like these books. Oh, so you so, might. Okay. Um, I, I think you're right. That would probably be my top five, and then these would be like six, seven, my eight. Po- my maybe. point is, I don't know. If I'm telling anybody that's listening right now, here's the indie comics you should check out and forget indie, whatever. Yeah. I would put Saga, Why the Last Man, and Lock and Key on that list. Go check those out. No matter what. Because yeah. they're great comics and they're good entry-level comics, blah, blah, blah. Right. But now let's get into it. like top. I said, some of you guys have already started checking those out, and I'm so excited for you because it's it, they're very good. Yeah. So... So, barring let, all of those, we'll do our top five indie comics. Anything by that is not by DC or Marvel. Right. You go first. My number five um, is The Illegitimates. I don't even know that book. It is a um, book. I don't know when it came out. Maybe five years ago. It's not going to be at anybody in the world's top anything yeah okay yeah <laughs> that's it, fine because it's it, like i said it's what you like i mean if you like it you like it i liked this book because it has a great concept um it was written by taron killam uh, snl oh, alum i do know this book and then. he's also currently on the show uh, single parents which is a really funny show yeah um he he was on a podcast recently that i um listen to and it was interesting he was talking about that book that's why i had heard of it yeah it was published by idw um 2013 i guess it came out um it's a great concept so gotta have one every episode sorry <laughs> in general i'll give you a quick rundown I, and keep in mind a lot of my ones um, aren't necessarily things that i've read lately so it might be stuff that I've read even 10 years ago, and I don't necessarily remember all the ins and outs of yeah. the story, but I just know that I loved it and blah, blah, blah. This one I've read pretty... I, I was actually... I read this the last time I read this, or I first read it, was we were in the hospital having one of our kids. And this is one I read. But um, the simple premise is it's a James Bond-type character okay, um, that gets killed, and hmm. the government has to put together a team... And they pick, um, you know, to go after whatever the, you know, the bad guy was. And they put together a team of all these seemingly unconnected kind of kids. Come to find out, they're all illegitimate children that this James Bond type character has fathered all over <laughs> as he's, you know, <laughs> womanizing you his way across the world. So they're like the illegitimate, uh, you know, children that, yeah. of James... Of, Jack Steele, I think it's it's not James Bond, it's Jack Steele, but it's basically James Bond. So it's kind of a little bit of comedy, kind of a little of a bit fun. Um, it's a really it's a really good book, and um, you know I really like Taron Killam. Yeah, and I think that's one of the main things that I had heard him on a podcast talking about it. I don't know if that was his first comic, but um, I think it was his first comic. But anyway, it's a fun one, easy to read, good fun to check out. So that would be a good um, first time reader book too. So, you think so? Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun book. Yeah, and it's I, it's definitely interesting. I think my number five is also good for a first time reader. It's di- mine's very different. It's gritty, um, which shouldn't surprise you, Chris, because I like these. You do darker. He's a gritty. dark. He's a dark man. I am kind of, and it's weird. I don't. I don't think I come across that way by any no, sense definitely of imagination. Not, but that's but. why it's funny. So my number five is called Southern Bastards. Okay, so I have that on my not red list. 
Oh, okay. So that is one that I was going to mention, but I have not read. Yes. So Southern Bastards is written by Jason Aaron. Um, I I don't even know. I know he's done a lot more. I couldn't tell you what else he's written. I did he do? He didn't do Sex Criminals, did he? No, that was Matt Fraction. Oh, okay. Anyway, so Jason Aaron wrote this book, Southern Bastards, came out in 2014. Um, it's only t- it's 20 issues, so it was a couple of years. Yeah, run and very very good things I've heard about it. Yeah, so it's it's basically it revolves around like a small town like football culture. And I don't know that much about it, but it came across to me as kind of like a varsity blues. Yes, so it's Ameri- a little darker. It's American South varsity blues type stuff. Really dark. Every comic book is like basically red. It's like a dark red background all the time, and it's it's just dark all the time. The coach of the football team is also the main crime boss of the city. Okay, and it's it's like about people trying to get away with crime and people fighting against it. Um, just a lot of brutal fighting. It's kind of like Punisher in that sense, where there's a lot of like... And then, um, what's the guy in Walking Dead that has the bat? Oh, Negan. Negan. So, it's like that, too. Because there's a guy with a bat that just smashes heads all the time. Yeah. Just a lot of crime and fighting. So, um, it's interesting. There's there's like a small town aspect to the book, where it, it is about football and like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's, it's Friday Night Lights. With a crime syndicate. With an undertone, yeah, crime syndicate, I mean, basically, yeah. I, it just sounds really intriguing to me. I know for a fact we have a lot of listeners that would be very interested in that book. Yeah. Um, just art, because I just feel like the If you look at the art, it it is pretty amazing. I don't know how to explain it because it it's is... It's a great premise. It's all red. I don't get how to explain it to you besides it's all red, but it's very, very good art. Hmm. Um, the artist was Jason, uh, Lafoe or Latour, Jason Latour. I, I have never heard of him before. Uh, he did a really good job on this. It's great book. Um, that's my number five. It's not, I think it would be a good entry level book if you wanted to look at something that's not anything close to anything else we've ever talked about. I think if you have a pre, you know, if you're interested in stuff like, if you're gonna, if you're coming into comics because you like comic book properties, t- movies and TV shows, if you enjoy The Walking Dead, yeah. Preacher, or something like that, you're probably very much gonna enjoy that. Sure, it is. It is much on the same lines of all of that. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that's my number five. So Southern Bastards. All right, my number four um, is going to be a hundred bullets. Did I talk about that? The I'm last not sh- time? I'm not sure. No. I didn't. I talked about East of West. Yes, East of West. Okay. Um, 100 Bullets is not the same as East of West. It's not. You have told me about this book before. So this is um, a really awesome book. Um, it's it's older. I'm not sure when it came out. Uh, but anyway, it's by uh, Brian Azzarello. Um, it was actually a Vertigo comic. So technically, Vertigo... So how that works is... Vertigo is a um, like a, a wing of DC Comics, so it actually is owned by DC Comics. 
Um, so it's technically truly not an independent book, or it's really not an indie book at all. Huh. But um, I didn't know that. I'm considering I'm leaving in Vertigo because it's not yeah. DC. It's not one of no, the big I guys. No, I think that's good. Um, it's DC Comics has the Vertigo label for their more mature, um, adult-oriented, violent um, stuff. You know, stuff they wouldn't, they don't want to associate with Batman and Superman. You know, so they have Makes Vertigo. Sense. Yeah. So this comic has been on a while. It's um, it's gone on. I think it's a hundred issues. It's long. I haven't. I, long. I have not read most of that. By the way, I think I have the first trade, and I've read some of the second or third. I think I've read the second and third trades. So there's a lot I don't know. I know the story goes way deeper, but the general gist of it, at least in the first trade paperback, is the idea or the theme of the book is. If you had something happen to you bad in your life and you had, and there's a guy that comes up to you with a suitcase and he says, here's what happened, you know, here's what happened to you. Here's the people that are responsible in in this briefcase is all of the proof against them that prove that they did it. And here is an untraceable gun with a hundred bullets, untraceable bullets. You can go kill them. And you can in no way be prosecuted. Yep. You can't be, it will no way be linked to you. You know, it's, you have full rights to do whatever you want and take revenge. And that's it. That's the short premise. Okay. So the first trade paperback, um, the first kind of half of it follows a girl in Chicago who's kind of a gangbanger in chicago she's mm-hmm. getting out of prison her her husband and her daughter or her husband and son had been um murdered in a drive-by shooting um so they thought it was a rival gang so this guy shows up and he's like no it was these two corrupt cops that did it blah blah blah. here's the gun here's the bullets do what you want and she kind of follows her story as she figures out what she's gonna do and you know you know every there, it's kind of almost like um black mirror in a way where there's little kind of vignettes so the second half of that book is about a guy who ran a successful restaurant and then he became a bartender because somebody had planted child pornography on his computer so he lost his wife he lost his children he lost his business he went broke now he's down and out working at this bar well this guy comes up with a suitcase he goes it was this lady she planted it on your computer you were framed here's the gun here's the bullets Take care of it. Do what you want. Wow. And so he, and she's like, oh, and by the way, she's coming to this bar tonight. So it goes through him tracking down. And that one's kind of a shocker. What happens in the end? But, you know, do they decide to take revenge? Do they decide to not take revenge? Now, as this book goes on, you learn more about this guy who's making these proposals. Mm-hmm. And the book gets very deep, okay, into like new world orders. So there's a like, these big um, new world orders that have been kind of controlling things for hundreds, thousands of years. Right. They've controlled governments, kingdoms, and they kind of are the people behind everything. And then some of these people have split off into different factions. So are these people using these people to take revenge, to take revenge. as their pawns yeah. in a larger game? And that's what you get as the book goes on. That's what you find. Wow. But the short premise, and I don't know if they developed that, Ahead of time later. or later yeah. or how it worked. But in the ones that I've read, the first several, the early ones, it was all kind of like short stories of each situation. Now, I will say um, 
some of the art is I like the art style, but mm-hmm. it's probably not for new readers. It's very wordy. Um, the first one. Really? So this is something that we've been trying to stay away from is being really wordy in our own comic because it is something they say to not do. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I don't know if I should say that it's wordy, but. Um, but it, there's so many people that do it. I mean. Right. It, I, and it still makes a good I don't book. know that it's super wordy. It's just the very first one that you'll read is like it's set in like they're like gangbangers in Chicago. So like the dialogue can be hard to follow. Some <laughs> do, of it's not interesting. I do but. think it's funny that we say and a lot everyone that reads comics and stuff will say the same thing where certain books are wordy. It's a novel it's a, book, yeah. a novel <laughs> is all words, right? Yeah. And we're we're looking at comic books with pictures and words on it, but once you get into reading comic books, you'll understand what we mean by wordy because it is like, if you have huge, you know, word balloons in there with just a ton of tiny words in there, it gets hard after, after 10 pages of reading all these little tiny words. It's a lot easier on an iPad with comicology. So comicsology. Correct. (laughs) So definitely check out hundred bullets. It's a cool one. Um, it's a great, Again, really not an independent comic, but it's going on my list. It won a bunch of awards. I think it won an Eisner Award. So Did it? Yeah. Okay. My next one is an Eisner Award winner. Okay. Um, and it's something that I think you would love if you haven't read it yet. Okay. It's called The Old Guard by Greg Rucka. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know. He wrote Lazarus. Yeah, I know Greg Rucka. love Greg Rucka. He's so. a very good writer. And so The Old Guard is kind of like Lazarus. So it's like Lazarus in the way of, um, well, uh, I'll just tell you the premise of the book. So uh, it's the story of like old soldiers who never die. So it's this group of five soldiers who never die uh, and can't seem to like ever go away. It says, it says trapped in an immortality without explanation. So there's no explanation to as of why they're immortal. They just keep coming back. Uh, the main character is called Andromac, but everybody calls her Andy. Um, and her comrades, on the, what does it say? Comrades ply their trade for those who can find and afford their services. But in the 21st century, immortality is a hard secret to keep. And when you live long enough, you learn that there are many fates worse than death. Hmm. So, like as you as you read the book, they're basically it's like a group of um I wouldn't say like CIA agents, it's like a group of and I wouldn't say hitmen either. It's kinda like a group of hitmen, but it's like old school hitmen. Like the main character, if you look at the cover of the first book, Andy's standing on the first book, you don't see her her uh, head or anything, it's like shoulders like just below her shoulders down and she's holding it like an axe kind of but it's like a rounded double bladed axe and they just go around and they take people out right but they're not good people so they're like fighting against other bad guys um it's really interesting they're they're all a group they work together uh they all have specialties like one's like a demolition guy one's like andy does everything she's 
incredible. She's like the main character. She's in charge of them and she's been alive the longest. So, um, it's just a really, really interesting book. It's kind of like military oriented, like Lazarus is. Yeah. I really Uh, love Lazarus. And it, and it, it, it plays a lot off Lazarus, I think, because the main character is a woman. She's kind of like, um, What's her name in Lazarus? Uh, I can't remember her name either. But. It's 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 a very similar to that book. I think you would love it. I, I think a I lot mean, of people I would enjoy would. this. Greg Rucka checks it's, a lot of boxes for me. He's um, fantastic. It's a pretty short run. I need to. I don't remember how many issues it is. I think it's still going, but I think it's only going to be like uh, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. I think it's only going to be like twenty issues. Um, is but oh, it's going currently. It was, I thought, but I read the, I've read everything that's out so far and there's only five issues out so far, but they call it a mini series. So, um, I have the, the volume of it, which is all five issues because the way it ends, it's, I mean, there's gotta be more story to it, but as of right now, there's only five issues out of the whole, the whole book worth the read. Um, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, it it is. It's really fun because each, each individual issue kind of follows a different guy, but they're all, they're on one mission at the moment and you follow them through this one mission. Uh, there are some wild scenes in there where things happen to people and then they come back and it's, it's crazy. It's really cool. They can, they can die. There's nobody... You just got to read it because okay. there are ways that they can, but they don't. And it's fun. It's a fun book. Sounds awesome. We're, we're really murdery right now, Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> well, that's the thing with these indie, a lot of these indie comics that I, at least that I like are kind of that way. Yeah. Cause hundred bullets is very dark, but, um, and see, I wouldn't any brighter as I go into my number three, Jerry, but I wouldn't say that the old guard is necessarily dark. It's just that they do play off of like you being alive for so long that it's just hard to keep living. Right. When you've lived in a, um, you know, when you've lived in the 10th century and now you're in the 21st century and everything is on cell phones and they do play off of that. Like they don't understand how, why cell phones work and, and why the people have them and they force, like the people they work for force them to use cell phones, and it's it's fun. It's fun to read. Well, it doesn't get any brighter as I move into my number three, Jerry. Mine doesn't either. <laughs> uh, which is an, a true indie, uh, Image Comics, um, and it's also somehow put out by Skybound, which is uh, Robert Kirkman's company. Okay. Um, it is Manifest Destiny. Do you never, know this book? No, I don't. I thought I, I had given you the May- trade for it, but... Um, I like this book a lot. I, it's been a while since I've... It's fairly new book, but um, the art is amazing, first off. And I love the concept of this book. So the idea behind Manifest Destiny is it follows Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. um, and their group as they, in Manifest Destiny, back in the day, you know, go out to explore the American West. Yeah. The twist is that the American West is full of all kinds of monsters and creatures and hor- horrible things. It's it's like a horror. It, honestly, this is odd for me because I'm not a horror fan, but this is basically no, a horror comic. It's 
if you like The Walking Dead, you'll like Manifest Destiny. Really? It's 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 got that vibe. Um, it's kind of a mix between The Walking Dead meets you know a show like Grimm or something like that, where okay. it's kind of a monster of the week type of um, thing like that. But there's all, the Untamed West of America is just full of all these different horrors and monsters and you know um, zombies and that kind of thing. So yeah. the art is amazing. Um, it's just a really well made book. Um, and I think it's something that probably new readers might be able to get into. It's just a really cool, really cool idea. And it's a good book. Something to check out. Manifest Destiny. Manifest Destiny. Um, I think you have told me about that. I know. I that feel I like I've. And that was Chris uh, Dingus and Matthew Roberts. I, To be honest, I didn't know who wrote it. I just have the first three trades that I have read. I don't remember how I came across it. I think uh, oh, really? I was listening to Robert Kirkman because Skybound is his his company, and they he put own, it out. He owns the company. I mean the the book is put out by Image. It's creator owned, but Skybound is his comic book label, production company, whatever you want to call it. It's still creator owned by these people, but um, yes, it's part of his. Um, it's part of his company. Okay. So Robert Kirkman, um, that was another one. Um, you know, Robert Kirkman does walking dead invincible. Yeah. Um, battle Pope was his, he's got a bunch of his own stuff, but then he's got other creators under his skybound label that are creating books as well. So, um, and yeah, it's definitely a cool, um, horror type book that, I think a lot of people would get into. A lot of people that listen to our, our podcast would probably like. Cool. Um, that was your number three, right? That was my number three. Okay. My number three is called Deadly Class. I've heard of that. Yes. So it premiered today on Sci-Fi. As oh, a really? Show. I did not know that. It's like an X-Men type thing, right? Mm, yeah. A little bit. I don't know much about it, but I've definitely heard of it. There's a lot of hype around it, Kevin probably Smith's, because of the show. Kevin Smith's daughter is in it. She's in the show? Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not know that. Uh, she's associated with the show, at least. Maybe she's not in it. I'd have to look, but I know she's associated with it. Interesting. Um, anyway, Deadly Class. So I'm gonna read. I'm just going to read you the synopsis of the book, because this is the best description of it. This is the book I started reading about two or three weeks ago. I've read the first volume of it. I, I like it a lot. It's fun. It's like a, it's not necessarily YA, like it's not young adult, but uh, it's kind of like a coming of age story in a way. Cause it's about high school kids. Um, but it's based in 1987. Marcus Lopez hates school. His grades suck. Uh, the jocks are hassling his friends. He can't focus in class, but the jocks are the children of Joseph Stalin's top assassins. The teachers are members of an ancient league of assassins. The class he's failing is Dismemberment 101, <laughs> and his crush has a double-digit body count. Welcome to the most brutal high school on earth, where the world's top crime families send the next generation of assassins to be trained. Murder is an art, killing is a craft. At King's Dominion School for the Deadly Arts, the dagger in your back isn't always metaphorical. So that's the basis of it. So this kid 
uh, Marcus Lopez goes to an assassin school, but it starts out with him being a homeless kid on the streets. So his family, just like Batman was murdered in front of him. They like sought out ref refuge in America and because of something that happened in, I think he's, um, he's Nicaraguan. So they came to America t- because his dad was like running from someone. Um, and then they ended up being murdered in front of him, but it was because Ronald Reagan had released a bunch of, um, like mentally unstable people out of like a, I don't know if it was jail or can't remember what it was. It was like out of these mental institutions. He like released them because he said they weren't crazy. They were crazy. And this woman just came up and murdered her, murdered his family and herself killed herself in front of him as he was a kid. And he's been homeless ever since. Um, that was when he was like eight or nine and now he's high school age. So he's been out on the streets for quite a while and he's just not doing well. And, um, one of the guys that runs this assassin school uh, sends out a team of other kids to pick him up and bring him in to the high school. And he's the only kid that's at this high school that isn't a descendant of another assassin family. So everyone's looking at him like he's a jerk. Nobody likes him, but everyone's really creeped out because they've heard how crazy he is. But as of right now, as far as I've read, you really don't see him being crazy. You just know of him as this like homeless kid on the street. So, uh, it's building up to be something pretty neat. Uh, I think, um, it's just, it follows this one kid in an assassin school. That's, that's like the, and there's like different Harry Potter with assassins. Instead it of wizards. is. <laughs> and there's like different factions of kids in the school. Like, uh, and they, they list them out. There's one, page in the very first book that lists out each little uh group of kids you know and like who the leader of these little these kids are and what they do it's pretty cool it's a it's a really fun read even though when you talk about assassins and killing people I, i haven't really seen much of that yet uh there's a little bit of it in the first book because he's being chased by the cops you don't know why he's being chased by the cops but they're like out to kill him the cops are you don't know why they're not taking him in. They're not taking any mercy on him. They're going to kill this kid and get rid of him because of something I'm assuming that he's done. But so he goes to the school and they ask him like, what's like, what's your motivation? Why are you even staying here? And he says, I want to, I want revenge on Ronald Reagan. (laughs) So like every, and that's exactly what people do. They kind of laugh at him like, Oh, okay. You're going to kill the president pretty neat i haven't got too far in it into it but uh it's i i love it that's why i put it as my number three because i really think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah that's cool is that that's your three so Mm -hmm. we'll go into my number two yes it's um this is a um it's not getting much lighter but um (laughs) mine doesn't this is a crazy book jerry okay um it is by grant morrison Oh jeez! It is technically Vertigo Comics as well. So. Wait, let me try to guess. Is it? Um... Oh, I'm blanking now. I thought I had it for a second. Just say what it is. It's the Invisibles. Okay. Have you read any of that? I haven't read it. I was just reading. Yeah. So I was just reading about it. Yeah. 
like two days ago. So the Invisibles um, has been around for a while. I think it ran through the 90s, I believe. Um, and it's it's um, by Grant Morrison, who we've talked about before, who is the kookiest dude ever. Yeah. But he is an amazing writer. But he's like, he, he's Scottish, I think. Mm-hmm. He's um, yep. he's big. He says he's been abducted by aliens. Yeah. He believes in magic. He takes a lot of LSD, a lot and of energetics. Yeah, he's super fun and interesting to listen to <laughs> he talk. Is. His books are crazy and off the wall, but he also does superhero comics that are mm-hmm. relatively not crazy and off the wall. Um, he's created a lot of. He's one of our favorite writers. Both of us, oh, I know. Yeah. He did the he did Doom Patrol. He did Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. He did Happy, which we've talked about a lot in past episodes. He's done so much more. Um, Arkham Asylum, I think, was his for Batman. He's done a, a lot of great. Yeah, he did All Star Superman, which is um, that's widely considered of. one of Superman. the best comic runs. Um, anyway, but The Invisibles is something completely different. It's not superhero related. Well, I guess it is in a way, but um, it's set in in England um, and. It's just kind of a crazy off the road. Uh, if you start from the beginning, and I've read a lot of it over the years, but um, I'd have to go back and reread. It's just a book that's all over the place. It's got a lot of crazy alien abduct, you know, aliens and and <laughs> um, good and evil and like forces of evil, and it, it's a really, really all over the place, um, crazy, but very fun book in a way. Um, the first you know trade i think um kind of starts at the beginning with this kid and it's kind of like a clockwork orange where he's just kind of like and i think his parents are maybe gone or whatever he lives with his aunt she doesn't like him he's kind of out on the streets okay causing causing mayhem him and his group of guys are kind of causing mayhem just like clockwork orange really and they're you know they firebomb the library they try to burn the school down there's a teacher that kind of reaches out to him that's like hey you can do better with your life but they go to burn down the school and basically beat the shit out of this teacher (laughs) and anyway they kind of get scooped up and sent to juvie at this like mental institution essentially and um you know you kind of quickly find out that this is run by you know nefarious people and then you kind of as you go along you kind of find out that these people are like controlled by this like weird creature hell hellish creature and there's this big vast conspiracy of these this underground whatever it is um kind of using these facilities to take like the wayward youth and turn them into basically like castrated lobotomized soldier people of them um and so he's there and there's this whole other group called the invisibles which is this kind of like band of i want to call them superheroes i don't know what you would call them assassins or spies or or this like uh, underground rebels basically that are rebelling against this that go in and they find that they know that they need this kid or want this kid for reasons you find out kind of later and they kind of jump in and save him and recruit him out of there and they're all kind of got different things that they do it's kind of a ragtag group of rebels okay. that are interesting characters i love the description of ragtag <laughs> spans um you know i don't know exactly when the book starts there's a lot there the beatles make a lot of cameos they do yeah there's a lot of crazy no psychedelic things happening there's a scene um where he is sitting on a street corner after his aunt i think it's his aunt 
kicks him out because she's, I don't know if she's a prostitute or whatever, kicks him out of the house. So he's just kind of on the corner sitting and in the distance, it's just him sitting there smoking a cigarette, but in the yeah. distance there's two, two guys and there's a conversation happening in the background. You come to find out it's John Lennon <laughs> and one of the oh first members of the Beatles, I think that dropped out of the band. The drummer. Before they're popular and him saying like, yeah, I got to leave the band, you know, whenever. Yeah. And they're kind of joking around. John Lennon's like, yeah, we're probably not going to get popular anyway. And then there's John <laughs> oh Lennon gosh. is in and out of it. And there's, but that was really all kind of happens in the first trade. The book went on for a very, very long time. So there's a lot to it. Um, I have not read all of it, I will say. But what I have read is Grant Morrison at his finest. And it's definitely really cool, different, weird, mm-hmm. kooky, um, violent, awesome book. So the art's pretty cool. Um, the writing is just phenomenal in it, though. It's like you can read, you know, some comics. So there's some comics that you read and you just want to kind of skim over the words as fast as you can because the art's so good and you can kind of tell what the story is by the art. And then there's some comics that you read that, um, you know, you spend way more time on the words and yeah. you don't even look at the art. You find yourself just going from word balloon to word balloon, just kind of scanning over the rest of it because the, the words are so good. This really? strikes a good balance in the both. But that, that this is one of those that I almost find myself just reading it and like almost not I, even paying attention. I've to had that before. I've are. had to tell myself to like, I've been reading the book and flipping the pages and I got to tell myself like, oh, crap, like, let's look at what the pages you know what the art looks like because that tells part of the story too that you could miss but i have had that before where you just keep reading and and skip over things i think the first um trade is called say you want a revolution obviously there's oh, so there's beatles, beatles undertones to it so uh fun fact on the beatles and the guy that was kicked out actually his name was Pete Best he was the drummer and then they brought Ringo in later Pete Best as soon as he, once he was kicked out and the Beatles started doing their own thing, he came to the United States before the Beatles did, and he put out an album called Best of the Beatles. Oh, really? And it had nothing to do with the Beatles, and it was his own songs, but it sold like crazy because the Beatles hadn't come to America yet, and he made crap loads of money before it was like copy, like they copyrighted their own name, right. you know? Yeah. And he put out, he put out a Best of the Beatles album that That's was funny. his own music. It's that's genius. So I don't know how many um, trades there are. I think there's three volumes, maybe, by looking at this list. So I don't know if that's right or not. Those might be big volumes. I don't. Okay. I don't know. But check that out. It's on uh, Comicsology Unlimited or Amazon Prime Comicsology, whatever. So, all right, you're up. Number, number that was my number two. So my number two. You've heard me talk about this before. It is written by Ed Brubaker and is called Criminal. Okay, I knew you're, I knew that was going to be on your list. Did you? Yeah, okay. for sure I knew it was going to be on your list. I have it in my section of read a little. Read a little. I have okay. not read enough that I could put it in my top five because I just haven't read enough, but I have read a little bit of it. So I would suggest uh, don't buy single issues of this because they're not, I don't feel like they're meant to be read single issues. They're meant, there's, again, like collected editions of this volumes if you will and each one is its own thing they're each one standalone it's all so there's a main character in each one of these books they all are in the same exact world basically in the same town 
they frequent the same bars. So there's kind of an intertwining story there, but not really. Because each one of their stories is different. They just happen to frequent the same places and not necessarily run into each other. It is based around criminals. So each person has been like uh, criminalized in some way. They've either went to jail or been uh, in you know, some sort of less than appropriate business. And it follows each individual person, and each story is a little bit different. Like there's one that follows a woman that has been a prostitute but is getting her life back together and is involved with a man that's in like a gang. The very first one, I, th I think the very first one, um, no, it's the second one follows a guy. His name's Teague, Teague, Loss, Teague Lawless and Tracy Lawless. They're both uh, veterans, like from the Vietnam War. Um, one of them's like kind of a, a good guy, but he's just trying to like protect his brother really. Cause his brother got into some shady crap. Uh, and when he comes back, he ends up going to jail for doing some things, but he's a really gritty, like beat up looking dude. They're just fun stories really. And it's just following these guys. There's really no, I'll, I'll tell you right now, there's really no upside to these stories. <laughs> it's like, it kind of just slides off into doom and gloom yeah. but it's fun to follow these people and see where they go like i said each individual issue is different it's like a day um, in the life yeah it is it's like follows them throughout what kind of crap they're going through it's a fun read i think ed brubaker is a really really good uh wrote um, writer wrote that um most people would be if you're not into comics you'd be familiar with him because he wrote the what essentially became the big run on Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes, Winter Soldier. So the t the movie Winter Soldier. Yep. It was called Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Captain America Two um was based off of his run, which mm -hmm. was like the most popular run of Captain America. He did ever, it for a and long like time. Revitalized that character. Yeah. Basically. He brought it back. He did bring it back. He brought back a character that was pretty much by that point not relevant there's a really good podcast that i can't find anymore um it was called the nerdist comics panel i can't find it anymore it's like gone um he was interviewed on that twice and talks about how he ended up getting the captain america run and how he he started changing things and making it relevant it's it's a it's great to listen to him talk because when I listened to those podcasts was right at the time that I picked up his books. So it corresponded really well with each other and made me, I think that's what really made me love it because I heard the guy talking about these books as I was re reading them. And it, it's, it's fun. It's a good, good story. Like I said, it's not a continuation. So you can just like read one volume and then not read the rest if you don't want to. Um, but each one's different. It's not all the same. So um, it's, it's worth a look. Yeah. Check it out. So we're back. We're down to number one, our number one picks for indie comics. Yep. Mine again, I think it's a vertigo title, but I think before it went to vertigo it had a short lived run on, I think all mine have been image actually. I think it was on another, uh, another thing before and then it moved to vertigo. So we'll count it. Okay. We're, we're counting them Vertigo anyway, so we'll count all of them. It is um, Transmetropolitan oh. by Warren Ellis. And um, this is a book I really, really, really like. I've talked about it before. Um, it is crazy yes. and, like, 
really all over the place off the wall something completely different um i don't even really know how to sum it up it's something you just got to read yeah it's set in the future in the far future it's got a very it's a like a cyberpunk um it's like a cyberpunk future right and it follows this really kind of off the wall crazy think of them kind of as like a badass hunter s thompson type figure in a way okay he's like a oh yeah he's like a journalist what do they call like him? A, like a, um what do you call the journalist that like an investigative Ga- reporter gonzo artist yeah kind of like that gonzo investigative reporter like kooky character who's got some um people that help him that are also kind of off the wall characters but it's set in this really w- weird like cyberpunk futuristic world and um basically i don't remember how exactly but he gets brought back into the city um he's kind of like living in in the mountains or something he gets brought back in the city and he has a book deal that's what it is he has a book deal that he has to fulfill so he starts going you know becoming basically an investigative reporter and he's reporting on these different political parties that are vying for control of the city and um finds himself in all kinds of um you know crazy situations obviously the candidates they find out have a lot of like they want to control people and have a lot of bad stuff going on and yeah they constantly are trying to get killed the main character's name is spider jerusalem but that's that's the guy's name i knew it started with an s yeah it's um it's just a really cool book it's one that i'll say when you first start reading it it's so weird and off the wall that it can get it can be hard to read at first because you just don't know what's going on and you just got to stick with it because eventually you kind of figure out the world you have it has to set up this whole world first so there's a little bit of world building that has to happen okay so you got to kind of get through that and then and go but it is an amazing book um you know i don't know if it's technically an independent comic but it it would be on a lot of people's probably lists of one of the better comics ever so on to your big number one. I'm not straying too far from where I was just at. Okay. Um, this is another Ed Brubaker book, and it was it like is. one of the first ones that he put out. I think I know what it is. Guess. You want me to say it? Yeah. Is it Fatal? No. Okay. This is, okay, so it's the second one that he put out. <laughs> I don't know. The Fade Out. The Fade Out. I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. So the Fade Out is like a noir-type um, detective comic basically um i think this is only like 20 issues too it's or it might be less actually let me look it up i think it says it um it is i can't find it now ah don't worry about it yeah anyway it's it's a it's relatively short it's a short run but it's based around these two guys um gill and someone else charlie um, Charlie and Gil, they're buddies. They go to this party, um, and this like kind of blacklisted, uh, actress that used to be really big time. They kind of, uh, Charlie and her kind of hit it off and they're at this party together and she gets murdered at this party and they are like kind of witnesses to it, but not really like it happens and they find her. Uh, and then they like set out to figure out who killed this woman. And it's the, it just follows them figuring out who murdered her and trying to get like justice served. Right. And they get 
interwoven into this like big mix of like a a studio like a movie studio is somewhat involved and then they like they decide to like split ways and drop the whole investigation but then they you know stumble upon new uh what like new uh uh, evidence and stuff and then they get back together and go back and try to figure out who murdered this woman and it's 12 issues it's it's just a 12 issue run so it's just it happened one year or it was over a two-year span but it's basically one year of comics uh from august 2014 to january 2016 is when it was published and um it it's a it's a really cool book if you like noir detective comics it fits perfectly into your wheelhouse because that's what this is it's drawn that way uh sean phillips is the artist he was the same artist on criminal but his art style between criminal criminal and fade out are completely different fade out is like watching an old noir detective movie cool it's like kind of black and white but then you have splotches of color here and there really fun book cool well that's it that's our top five picks um Yours better than mine because mine are a lot of Vertigo titles. I don't know if they count, but oh, like all of mine are Image, but so, Image totally counts. Yeah, That's it, definitely it does. It, comics. I just didn't. These are just books that I've read. I like them a lot. Um, some of them I just started reading, like I said. Um, so it, I it's have worth some, it. I have some honorable mentions. Get after it. All right, I got. I got actually a lot of different. I got some honorable mentions. I got some that are famous that we didn't talk about. Oh, okay. Um, I got some that. I've read a little bit, but not enough. And then I have some that I know are supposed to be really good that I have not read. So it's a lot. I'll, I'll go through them quick. Okay. M- but on the honorable mentions, I had two. One of them is Happy by Grant Morrison. Yes. Um, I've I talked do. about I the wanna... show. It's a great comic. That's one. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I've talked but about it before. You have read the comic, though? Oh, yeah. See, I have it. I have I'm, the comic. Wanna... I have read it. I it's very to... good. Okay. Um, there's a show, too. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Um. A big honorable mention that I have read a little bit, but I'm going to be honest. It's been it's been I'm going to use the uh, West Coast lingo here. It's been a minute. Okay, I've been a minute. Hundred percent. Hate it when people say that. Every (laughs) podcast I listen to is they're like out in the West Coast. Apparently, that's what people talk out there. But Kevin Smith's always saying that it's been a minute. Yeah. So it's been a minute since I've read it. Um, (laughs) But it's called Rat Queens. Do you know this book? Yeah, I do. I've seen, I've never read any of it, but I've seen a lot of the art. The art's really good. The art is amazing. Yeah. Um, The art's really good. It's a fun, funny book. It's a fantasy. You were looking at a lot of it um, at one of the cons we were at, maybe in Chicago. I don't remember. I was looking at some of that and some Zombie Tramp. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie Tramp, I've read a little bit of it. I'm not putting it on my list, but it's an interesting book. But um, Rat Queens is interesting for a lot of reasons. It's a fantasy, so like think, um, I wouldn't say Lord of the Rings type. Yeah, kind of like a Lord of the Ringsy type world, but it's funny. It's um, kind of a group of these women adventurers, like a, think mage and dwarf and stuff like that. Kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons type vibe, hmm. um, but they're all kind of drunks and um, hard partying, and they just have adventures basically in that universe okay um i know a little bit about that book it's very even though it's written by men i believe um it's got right it's gotten a lot of praise by like women's groups and it's gotten a lot of praise from like um um, lgbt community because it has a lot of um 
LGBTQ characters, um, trans characters, and um, I think it won an award from like Glad. Okay, because but they're actual rats, right? No, no, they're not oh. actual rats. I thought they were. No. Well, I mean, I know they don't look like rats, but I thought there was like they're drawn with funny ears, aren't they? Well, you know, I don't know, Jerry. I don't. I don't either. I don't know if they're rats or not, but I mean, they look like people. Oh, okay. I don't know what the rat. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've. I've it's been read a minute. It, so. It's been a minute. <laughs> Check it out. That's. Uh, I just remember when I did read it. I liked the tone of it. It was fun. It was funny, and I liked the art a lot. Okay. So that was my honorable mention there. Um, some that I you I've read a little bit that maybe could have made my list, but mm-hmm. I haven't read enough. Um, you mentioned Criminal. Um, Fatal yeah, is another one an by Ed Brubaker. Yep. That I have read quite a bit of, but um, it's been I don't really don't remember it too much, but it's a very noir it's, also. And that's what Ed Brubaker has done is a lot of noir books. And it's and like a femme fatale. It's a classic femme fatale type story with some twists and turns, yeah. but it's that noir stand. Uh, we talked about it before we stand on guard. Yes. Um, is if Canada, it's like a last group of survivors in Canada as the U.S. is invading them. Yep. Right. And there's like robots. Yeah. And it's in the future. Way yep. in the future. Yep. Um, so that's a cool one. Um, another one I threw on here that I've read a little bit of it is Skull Kickers. Oh. By Jim Zub. Jim Zub book. Yeah. I actually um, met him, and he, I bought it from him um, at one of the cons. I haven't read enough of it. That's why I didn't put it on any sort of a list. I just really like the art. A lot of good reviews of it. A lot of people love that book. It's also kind of set in the fantasy world, um, viking fantasy type Really world. kicked off Jim Zub's career. Really, yep. Skull Kickers did. Um, some famous ones that we didn't put on our list, but probably would be on any real person's list for top <laughs> indie comics would be Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I'm not going to go into too much in these depth of these, but these are kind of indie books that... Don't base your judgment of Scott Pilgrim off the movie. Yeah. The movie's good, uh, but uh, there's it's different in the... Again, like I said, just like reading any book, it the comic book is different. So, um, V for Vendetta is an independent comic. Mm-hmm. That's um, a great book. Uh, Preacher is an independent comic. That's crazy. That's um, a very, 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 very popular book, and now a TV show that's very popular as well. See, and I've never read any of it. Um, I, read any I, of it. I have, but I don't, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Spawn is an independent comic book. Spawn, so... The thing about Spawn that I thought was a really good depiction of it, I'm trying to remember exactly what they said. They said it's like Spider-Man and Batman mixed yeah. in with being a hell spawn, basically. Yeah. But it's the one of the original image comics that came out. It's probably the most successful. That was the most, it has been the and most successful. And still going, by it's the way. stayed around. So, and still by Todd McFarlane. Yeah. So, so the original creator is still writing that book. And it was like one of the first five books. This is from books. the early 90s or mid-90s at yeah. least. It's one of the first five books that came out, and they were talking about how it made it to like 30 issues, and no, none of the other original five books even made 50, it to like Yeah, I think 50. 20. Yeah. So it's... And now it's in the 300s or something. Yeah. It's a super successful book. So I've never read much of Spawn. We've talked about that in the past. I've, I've seen the movies. The movie. I've watched the TV yeah. show. I um, yep. haven't read a lot of the comics, but that would probably be, should probably be on a list. Um, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, famously an independent Holy comic book cow. from the late 80s that has grown into the massive franchise yeah, it is now. Yeah, how did I not ever think of that? I never read any of the original comics. I really never have either, but I should. The comics Everyone are still should. going now. That was originally an independent comic. I think they published it out of their garage originally. Dang. I don't remember where that went after that. See, we're going to be able to say that stuff. We're going to be like, publish this book out of a tree office. <laughs> now it's owned by Nickelodeon. I don't know who owns the comic rights. I, I think no it's idea. published by IDW, but um, that's a big one. Um, I, there's an interesting one that I hadn't thought of until I listened to those guys earlier was The Rocketeer. Yes. That started as an independent comic. The Rocketeer. They got famously made into that Disney movie. I think they're making a new movie. That, that's what they said. They were putting together a new movie. I've never read any of the comics. Another one. That's like a classic. My last one for famous independent comics. I think it's an independent comic. Don't quote me on that. Um, is Akira. Akira. Yeah. Is that... Uh... Is that a man- man- manga? I don't know. Manga? I've never read the comic. i just seen the movie from the 80s. I never have. But anyway. Um, I've never been big into like the Japanese style. And then I got two that I have not read at all that I'm guessing maybe possibly, if I did read, could be on a top list. Okay. Because um, I know they get a lot, of, a lot of credit and a lot of heat behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Sex Criminals. Yes. Huge. That's a huge book. And... Um, that's a very interesting premise about uh, this couple that basically have sex, and when it they stops time finish, it stops time, yeah. and then they're able to do a variety of crimes. Yes, so like rob stuff and whatever. So they are criminals. Interesting premise. I've not read it, um, but a lot of people put it on their list. And the other one is um, I don't know much about, but I see it on a lot of lists. It's the Wicked and the Divine. Wicked and Divine, yeah, and that's Kiram. Uh, Gieran or Gillen, G- yeah. Gillen, Kieran Gillen. That's another huge book that everybody talks about. It's always on the top of a lot of people's lists of best books. Never read it. Never read it either. So that's all I got. There's, I just got one that I haven't ever read that was on this top five indie, uh, podcast it was called Jupiter's legacy. Okay. And so the basis of this book was, uh, this is a Mark Miller book. Uh-oh. Mark Millar. Is it Millar? Yeah. I've heard him say Miller, but yeah, it's Millar. Okay, that's fine. It's M-I-L-L-A-R, so it could be Millar. He, that's the way I've always heard it. He, there's like a bunch of different generations of this book because it follows a world of superheroes. Like everybody is a, is basically like super Um and there's different families of these superheroes. And some of them are for like the betterment of people. Some of them are like for like socialization of just the superheroes. Cause I think there's humans involved with this too, but superheroes are just like around all the time. And it's just like the way they live. Um, it's based like in the thirties, like 1930s. And it's about how these superheroes live like daily lives. But then there's like, again, different generations of these superheroes. So it follows like their children after what they've done and, uh, keeps going on. Apparently it's a very long run of a book and it's gotten a lot of people liked it a lot. Like there's Jupiter's legacy. There's Jupiter's circle. There's Jupiter's child. Um, my bet is you will see that as a Netflix show because Mark Millar has sold his entire, his entire everything, everything to Netflix and a huge, huge huge deal wow worth 
tens and maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. For, no kidding. I mean, he owns That's he owns Kick Ass. Yep. He owns, he's done so much stuff, but he sold I think his entire portfolio. They have now the rights to he sold his to rights. It was a it? big deal. It was a famous deal. Wow. I think it happened last year. I think they're producing. They're calling it the Millarverse. Millarverse. I've heard that. And I think yeah. they're producing a lot of stuff right now for him. And obviously, um, I think Kevin Smith, who I know has been writing on Hit Girl, yes, might be involved in a project. So that's what I'm wondering. He's talked about a big project that he, yeah, he was wondering if it, it was yet, taken off. But it could be something to do with that. Could be. Although he's famously said that Netflix doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So. Well, with his Ooh. stuff, his personal stuff. Speaking but this of is... Kevin Smith, some of my favorite indie comics, which I never mentioned, which would never make anybody's list, but right. I love them and I have them and I haven't read them in years. But for when he was doing his movies, he would put out comic books that bridge the gaps between his movies. And I always loved that. I thought it was so cool. And I always yeah. loved those books. He had a book after Chasing Amy. and Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah, I yeah. didn't realize yeah. that. I don't remember all the t- names of the titles. I didn't come prepared for that, but um, he had a Clerks, one after Clerks. No, I knew he had a Clerks comic book. Wow. And then he's had Jay and Silent Bob books. Well, I I don't remember exact tales. I don't remember what they're called, but I loved those books just because I love Kevin Smith. But anyway, that was a side. Yeah, I've never read any of them. That's so. Did you have more honorable mentions? No, that's all I got. That's all I got for uh, indie comic books. So if you guys would like. Pick them up. You guys definitely check them out and go to the comic book store and you'll see one side DC and one side Marvel and then right in the middle, at least if you're in the one in Plainfield, yep. um, right in the middle there will be a bunch of independent books that are probably going to be more interesting to you than anything on the DC and the Marvel side. I agree. I, I do feel like it just it relates to regular people. A lot more so than any DC and Marvel books do. I mean, when you want a classic comic book, you go to DC and Marvel for superhero classic books. But if you want, like the, I don't know, I guess you'd call it like rated R books, and a lot of these books are better. They're just yeah, they are. They're just better because they're not constrained by what DC and Marvel are doing. Like well, DC and Marvel have an image to adhere to. It's also hard to jump into superhero books sometimes if you don't know why massive you just don't know where they are in the story yeah they're like i said they're so massive and you could have like how swamp thing was when um like like when scott snyder took over it was like in the middle of a run no 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 or it was uh, that was one yeah i didn't mean that it was uh grant morrison okay not grant morrison i just said that wrong too it's uh um why can't i think of it no and i love Spawn or Swamp Thing. Who Alan Moore. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of. Alan Moore took over at like issue twenty. Yeah, something like that. You know, but he like he finished that storyline and then did uh the anatomy lesson, like very first one on issue twenty and ran with it from there. That's hard to to do. There's comicsology will like break it up for you, but when you get into superhero books and there's just thousands of issues of the same character right where do you start you know so so anyway the top five or top five and then we named like 20 yeah 
Well, but we did one through five. There's ten solid books there and then some honorable mentions and extras. All right, so we've talked about the news. We've talked about our comic. We've done our top five. What are you watching, Jerry? I've only got one solid show that I've watched since last week. Okay, because i got a lot for this section. Really? Yeah. How in the world have you been watching things when you're you're worried about rentals? I don't have that many, (laughs) but I have... Um, so one show I started watching because you sent me a text message and said, holy cow, like you were raving about it and said, like the best show ever, Jack Ryan. Oh, well, see, that's one of mine. I knew it would be. Yeah. Um, I've had multiple people tell me to watch this show, multiple people. And I put it off for a long time because I can't, I couldn't get over the Jim Helpert. (laughs) aspect of jack ryan like john krasinski has always been jim helpert to me from the office right regardless of what he's done in between like i always feel like he's gonna look at the camera and give like a smirk like "Mm, dwight you know but then i watched then i watched the first episode and i was hooked immediately by the end of that episode i was like holy crap i gotta watch the next one so i watched the next one um, that I, I've only seen the first two episodes. Okay. Okay. Don't There's spoil. Only eight. Right. But don't spoil anything for me. Cause I was waiting for Amy and, and they're only like 45 minutes or 50 minutes. So I was, no, they're, well, they're the first fifth, one's an hour and four minutes. I know that. Okay. I think some <laughs> of the later ones are like 50 minutes, but I don't know if it was originally made for TV and then Amazon bought it and put it on maybe. Amazon or something. But well, I only watched the first two because I was waiting for Amy to watch it. She wanted to watch it too. Uh, she's, she, we've been wanting to watch this show for a while. I watched the first two. She finally watched, uh, two today. I think she watched the third one today. Um, but I was waiting for her to catch up and then I was going to start in on the rest so we could watch it together. Um, so I'm intrigued cause it looks amazing. It's, I thought it was really cool when like in the beginning, he's kind of a reluctant hero and yeah, where he's like, I'm an analyst. I want nothing to do with this. Like, I'm just telling you about a bad guy. Yeah. I think he's a bad guy. I think he's been doing bad things. Just been following numbers and you're throwing me into the chaos. So I, I think it's intriguing. You it, can probably comment. More I've been on. wanting to watch that for a while. It's another one of those. It wouldn't normally be something I would be into. You finished it. You yeah. watched all eight. So right? okay. the reason why I kind of, What's wanting to watch is because honestly, I thought it would be something that Marley would enjoy to watch, and she she did want to watch it. And we don't often find things we can watch together, but it seemed like something that'd be up her alley. Yeah. So we did watch it together, and um, we binged it in true binge fashion. Like we watched almost all of them on Saturday, and then oh, okay, we watched like the last four of them like on Sunday night, I think. Yeah, and. To the point where she even stayed awake until like one o'clock in the morning watching them. <laughs> I guess. So I thought it was really good. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, everybody I think is a fan of the Jack Ryan movies over the years. Yeah, um, they're all good movies. The Harrison Ford ones. I think Hunt for Red October was Alec Baldwin, right? Yes. And there was like Clear and Peasant Danger. There was mm-hmm. Patriot Games. And then the, I liked that Some of All Fears with Ben Affleck. That was in 2002, I think. And then um, there was another one with Chris. Was it Chris Pine? I think Jack I can't Ryan. ever remember what Chris, I never saw who Chris Pine is. Um, he's in Star Trek. The main character. Yes. I, well, okay. I, I think it was Chris Pine. No, I, I don't remember. I don't even remember what it was called. I never saw that one. 
that one was like um whatever an origin i remember that but anyway i didn't watch that one so i i never read any of the books there's no. a lot more books so tom clancy but um anyway i i kind of well, it's not something i would normally like i don't usually like um military stuff or well military stuff i like i, I don't usually like cops shows stuff like that but anyway i really really enjoyed it i thought it was intriguing the whole way through your text message was was i think it, it mellows very and you know the beginning is really really good and um i actually know like the whole, whole way through it keeps you it keeps you really intrigued and i think he's amazing he, well the first two yeah he was a phenomenal actor and so and the, are they the other coming? guy that is his partner or his boss yeah he, who's also on suits by the way i don't watch that show. um he is i love that guy really i mean i like him on other stuff but he's i think he's really good in that show too i don't know his name but his boss like the um the black guy yeah oh i've never seen him in anything else oh he, i found him kind of annoying in the very first first one second one he was better well he's very i mean he's a big part of that show okay actually going forward oh all right good they're like partners I kind of picked up on that, like after the two, because they were he forced him to work with him, or he forced him to do the job because of, like you found this, you take it, right? And he went over his head and stuff. So I don't know. I really, really enjoyed that show. Cool. I can't. Uh, you know, it was good. That's. I mean, I haven't heard a bad thing about it. That's why I was like, man, we really need to watch this. And Amy was on board with it too. So we finally started, and now I think we'll be able to take off from three to five or three to eight. Yeah. It goes pretty fast, and I'm looking forward to season two. I'm sure it's. That's what I was going to say. Out. Is it coming out soon? Because this has been out for a while. I, I think thought. it came out last summer, August, I think. The the, the first, first season? season. Oh, okay. So it. Oh, I thought be it this, came out a while ago. It'll probably be summer. Yeah. So that is one the one of them that I've watched. Um, number two that I watched was season two of Friends from College. You've talked. You've mentioned that show before, so I know you know what it I is. I have. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I don't remember this. show. It's nothing special. Friends from college. That. Yeah. What? What? There was. I did not mention the show. Okay, you're well, making it up. Anyway, it's a comedy, kind of drama, comedy, dramedy. dramedy. Yeah, dramedy on Netflix. Listen, this is nothing. It's nothing. If you're looking for something to watch. You know, I'm not recommending it's a time it. filler. I'm not recommending it or anything. I thought it was good. Um, Keegan Michael Key is the main character. Oh, really? He's really good in it. I think he's really good in everything. Yeah, he's hilarious. I'm a big fan of his. He's really funny. Um, Key and Peel, man. Key and Peel. Um, oh, and um, Fred uh, Savage. Fred Savage is in it. Is he? And he's phenomenal. First of all, I love him in anything. He's really good because he's, he's got really this like funny. weird dry humor. He's got this dry humor. He's got great timing. Huh. Like he's got this kind of like manic yeah thing about him. I just think he's hilarious. And anyway, that's a good description. Manic. Yeah, I can understand that. Yes, it, this is one of those shows. Like, okay, the show. I don't think it's that good, but the the actors in it are so good that like I just want to keep watching it. Really? Like it's Keegan on Michael's, Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Gosh, I've never And this is the this. second season. just came out. Uh, and I binged it, too. That's another one. I just How binged. many episodes? Uh, maybe 10 or 10 or Are they 12. short? No, they're, I think they're an hour. Oh. 
So they're both in it. Um, Colby, Colby Smothers is in it. Okay. Yep. She was in um, How she's I Met in, Your Mother. Yeah, in Avengers. Yep. Um, she's really good in it. She's good in everything. Uh, Nat Faxon. I don't know if you you would know mm. him if you saw him. He's really funny. Nat Faxon. Um, he's in. It's got a phenomenal cast. Uh, Billy Eichner is in it. He's really, I know that name. He's really funny in it. Um, Greg German, who is in Ally McBeal, he's in it. He was really funny. Oh, Nat, I know who you're talking about. Nat Faxon. He was, um, yeah, he's been on a lot of stuff. Well, I thought you'd heard of it, so I'll give you a quick rundown. So basically, the show is about this group of friends from college. Yeah. And they all kind of drifted apart, but kind of come back together for big events. And some of them are, like, two of them are married to married. Mm-hmm. And then these other two are married, but the one guy that the other one's married to isn't a part of the friend group. And then, um, uh, Fred Savage and Billy Eichner, they're a gay couple. So Fred oh, Savage is part of the, <laughs> okay. he's part of the friend group, but his, uh, his whatever boyfriend isn't. So whatever. Anyway, it's, there's a very vapid people. That's one thing I don't like about it. Like sometimes it bothers me when shows are very vapid, you know, they're all cheating on each other with each other and yeah. there's a lot of drama in that. But if you can kind of get over that, it's, which is, there's something to get over. That's the main show. I mean, basically the drama of that, but they're ridiculous people. And like, it's a ridiculous that to believe that anybody would live like this and these people would be successful. But in any case, they're good actors, and it's funny at times. Billy Eichner does that. Billy on the street. Billy on the street, yeah. That's where I've seen him before. I think he's really funny. He's, yeah, he is very funny. But I really, really, really like Fred Savage and Keegan-Michael Key. Is It's worth watching the show just for them. Okay. And Kobe Smothers, is she's really good in it, too. I, just the cast is phenomenal. I'm going to definitely check that out once I finish Jack Ryan, because I can't stop thinking about that show. I need to I, finish it. I would like to see... Um, what your thoughts on this show are because it's just one of those. It's weird. It's like I can't sit here and say like it's a great show or I recommend it, but for some reason I like it's just want to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I've had that. So I had that with girls. Yeah, that was, I was like one. that's not enjoyable, but I keep watching it for some reason. Okay, so my last thing for this section is a read. Yes, I've actually read something. Really? Not a comic book? <laughs> yes, a comic book. Oh, okay. What else would it be? Oh, I, um, I read books. Oh, God, I don't have time to read books. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> um, so I've been catching up on Batman. Really? I started reading from number one, um, the DC Rebirth of number one, I think it was in 2016 or 2017. Um, so it is, is it Tom... King. Tom King, yeah. Tom King. Um, so I've been hearing really good things about it. Yeah, I've there's a ton of good. And we've talked about kind of getting, we've kind of fallen off of it. Yep. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go check it out. Um, so I did, I got, I got the first uh, volume, which is I Am Batman. Okay. Um, and so I will say it started off pretty slow. Okay. Um. Like at the very beginning, there's. Do they like, do a whole origin? No. Okay, good. No, it kind of jumps you right in, like right in, um, with Calendar Man as the main yeah. villain, um, at the beginning, and then I'm kind of like you're kind of wa- reading through it. It kind of jumps around a little bit, so 
there's some mystery around that, and I didn't know that much about Calendar Man. Like, did you know that he like um, is born in the spring, and then ages mm. as the seasons go along, and then in winter at the end he dies, and then he like molts his skin and he's rebirth born in spring i don't know if this is nope. new or if i just don't know anything about calendar man i don't know anything about calendar <laughs> man i've heard the name before and i knew he was a villain but so i'm not really sure what that's all about because that's like not a big part of it but anyway he's fighting him kind of at the beginning um and he's got like a new robin in training that okay. he's training um um but it starts to pick up there's a really cool scene where there's a 747 crashing into Gotham City. Yeah. And Batman gets on top of this 747, puts rocket boosters under the wings, and basically has to steer it between two buildings and crash it into the, the water so it doesn't, like, hit. So he does the old Gotham. Sully Sullenberger trick. But he's on top of the plane. Okay. And <laughs> he's using the boosters. He's boost, you know, yeah. talking to Alfred to, like, boost this to whatever, blah, yeah. blah, 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 this angle, this angle. So... A lot of that's really good, and he's crashing it. And there's a really good um, scene, and I'll kind of read you part of it. Um, I took a snapshot of it. And basically, he's on top of this plane, and he's going to crash it into the water. And Alfred basically says, you know, um, if you crash this into the water, everybody on the plane will live, but you're going to be outside of the plane. Yeah. So you're going to die. And um, let, let me just see. So he's like, yeah, I know that. Basically, right. it's like I know that, oh, this and he is what gets he, me. And there's a, it's him over the radio. So Albert's saying there, and he, he says, uh, "Would they, my mother and father, would they have been proud?" And Alfred says, and then he says, "Is this a good death?" And um, Alfred says, "Yes, Master Bruce, they would have been proud, as proud as I am, sir, and um, as proud as I've always been." And he said, "Please, my boys, rest assured, it's certainly a good death." And so that he's doing this as it's crashing as it's into crashing. the water. And then the last second, the plane gets last lifted up. Because he'd already called the Justice League, but they were off planet. Oh, okay. And just the last second, he gets saved. And basically, he looks down and goes, Clark, like thinking Superman picked up the plane the last yeah. second. Well, you come to find out, it's it's not Superman. It's these other two um Superman type characters, which are introduced as Gotham and Gotham Girl. Okay, I've and heard of I've heard of them. So then it kind of goes forward where he's kind of mentoring them in a way, or trying to figure out what they are. There's a good scene where they're following after that, where they're fighting Solomon Grundy in a park. Yeah. And um, there's just there's not much special to it, but there's a Batman shows up last minute, and um, there's just a good Batman scene. So wow. they fight him, and Batman ends up stopping him at the last second. He said, um, where does it say this? From when I interrupted, you would have caught Grundy in 1.3 seconds, Batman says. He would have trampled that man sitting over there in 0.7 seconds. I've been watching you. You're doing good, but do better. <laughs> it's, a good, it's just a good Batman yeah. scene. That's and, a good Batman line. Yeah, there's that's a, a perfect there's line. A, there's another scene. So that's where it kind of starts to pick up a little bit in the book. Yeah. Because there's a scene with Jim Gordon in his office, and this guy comes in there, and he sits down, and he's like, I'm the guy that released Solomon Grundy. <laughs> and he's just like, what? And he's like, yeah, this guy's just like they're comp confessing, but he's being really weird. 
and he slowly he's pulling out a knife, and then the guy just but, stabs himself in the neck, and oh, bleeds himself to death, and he just says the monster men are coming. Whoa! So that sounds good. You kind of go a little more in depth. There was more I had in here. That sounds. Really oh, there's good. a great scene on the on the rooftop where the bat signal comes up, and now yeah. they, he's decided he's going to work with these. Uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl. Yeah. So it's Commissioner Gordon and Batman, and these two are on the roof, and um, they're talking. And then Batman does his classic disappear. Thing. Of course. Yeah. And they're and then he's Jim Gordon's like you know that's what he does. Yep. And they're like, but I can scan everything within a whatever three quarter mile with my vision yeah. or whatever. Like he's not he's not here. And he's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool so i think and then it, go, it kind of goes into the origins of how gotham and gotham girl came to be okay and that, that's where i've left off so i, I haven't read any further than it that. sounds intriguing so how many issues was that that you read i don't know because okay. it's i bought i got the first trade okay and uh, it was on comiXology so yeah i think i read like 100 pages and i think there's a couple hundred more in that trade i don't mm -hmm. know exactly but i'll definitely need to read that then yeah so that's anyway, cool. that's what I read. Um, check it out. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, well, I think that uh, that wraps us up here, Christopher. Long again. We're always long. This is the way we're going to be from now on, I guess. <laughs> it, we can't get away from it. I had so much more I wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, savor to the next time. <laughs> keep it. Keep your show notes. Yeah, because I was going to talk about those podcasts that I've listened to. Next time. All right. Chris. So... Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, see you later. Bye.